The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Well, our republic is at stake. That's kind of the theme of, uh, of the day for me. I Literally, our republic is at stake. We have a, t- a ton of audio from last night's CNN event. CNN uh, lynching. I, 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 the CNN ambush. I, I don't know what you want to call it, but it's, it was absolutely despicable. Absolutely despicable. We'll get to the audio here, but first, let me clearly state the incredibly obvious. I hate what these kids have been through and the families. No one should ever have to lose a friend to murder at any age, let alone 16 or 17 years old. We, we all ache for them. But we're now being told we can't even respond to these kids because they've been through a tragedy. Nope. I'm sorry. Uh, That's absolutely wrong. I don't want to attack them, certainly, but I will most certainly continue to respond. They keep saying things like, you will not silence us. But on the other hand, they're trying to silence me. They're trying to silence Dana Lash. They certainly tried to silence Marco Rubio last night. And I'll be honest, I do resent what these kids are doing, trying to lecture the United States of America on anything, let alone a God-given constitutional right. These children, and this is not an attack, it's simply a fact, they don't have any idea what they're talking about. You can say all you want, that they're intelligent, and it's probably true. I'm sure they're very smart, very bright kids. They don't know what they're talking about. And every living adult in this country knows it they've been co-opted and they're being exploited by the left but the thing is they can't possibly know these kids could be geniuses in school they might have iqs of 200 doesn't matter because they don't have the life experience to know what they're talking about yet when they've lived on their own in the real world earning their own way, paying their own way, giving up 40% of their salary to the government while, while working their butts off to feed their family of four or six or eight people. <clears throat> when they're paying their bills, uh, when they're dealing with their bosses, job changes, life changes, health changes, health insurance, car insurance, homeowner's insurance, life insurance. When, when they've been tested in the fires of life's multitude of trials, rather than playing Call of Duty seven hours a day and sexting, texting, and Snapchatting the, their friends the rest of the day, then, then you can help set public policy. When you've been through everything adults have been through, then tell me about your public policy opinion. Then, then I'll listen to it. I still may strongly disagree with it, and you're still not going to silence me. But at least it will have some validity. This doesn't. Not now. 
And I can't, and I, I won't pretend it's perfectly acceptable for these kids to set public policy. I, I will not be cowed into uh, just sitting back and allowing them to change the Second Amendment to bring about draconian gun legislation. What is happening right now is absolutely unbelievable. It's unbelievable. And we better stand up to it. And we better talk about it right now. Or it's going to be too late. It is going to be too late. These kids have an attitude. Uh, They've been joined by every media outlet except Fox News and talk radio. And they've got momentum. I mean, they're like steamrollers. They got this uh, idiotic sheriff along for the ride. They've got the the leftists in office along for the ride. And make no mistake, this time, it's different. This time, this battle is on. We could lose our Second Amendment rights. As I said on Glenn Show a few minutes ago, the Second Amendment, by the way, that that is the pillar upon which all other rights stand. That's what holds up the Bill of Rights. That's what holds up the United States Constitution. That's what guarantees it. People don't like to hear it, but that's the fact. It's It's just a fact. So if you let the Second Amendment go away, goodbye. Say goodbye to the rest. Say goodbye to speech press you know quartering soldiers in your house you'll be doing it all you'll be doing it all uh you know one of the most reasonable things i heard from uh one of the victims families yesterday was in the i guess it was a listening what did he call it what did the president call his thing a a listening something or other he was listening to the victims to the students and there was a father who stood up and spoke really uh, passionately because he, he had just lost his daughter last week. And um, we'll play that for you coming up in a few minutes. Uh, but also there was, there was the town hall last night at CNN. And CNN scripted questions for these kids. And they packed the audience full of anti-gun nuts. And then they invite Dana Lash in to be uh, shouted down. And it's not a conspiracy theory to say these questions were scripted. That's why the ROTC kid did not show up, because they said, hey, come up with a question. He had a great question, Mm -hmm. um, and they gave him a scripted question and told him, you've got to use this one. And so that's why he he didn't didn't participate. He he said, I'm not doing that. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, here, here was Marco Rubio under assault at the uh, CNN event last night. Senator Rubio, I just listened to your opening, and thank you. I want to like you. Here's the problem. And I'm a brutally honest person, so I'm just going to say it. You know what? So am I, sir. It doesn't matter whether you like me or not. Okay? And I, frankly, would I like you to like me? Sure. But I don't care. I really don't care if you like me or not. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not here to be liked by you. I'm here to do the job of the people of Florida that they sent me to Washington to do. Should have been his response, but of course it wasn't. Front. Yes, sir. When I like you, you know it. And when I'm pissed at you, you know it. 
great. Whatever. Your comments this week and those of our president have been pathetically weak. Not good, Josh. I can't take it. Listen to that. <laughs> Listen to that. I mean, that is unbelievable stuff. Uh... What he goes on to say, well, yeah, I'll play it in a second. Uh, but he goes on to say that if you don't, if you don't agree with me, essentially, I don't want to hear from you anymore. As everybody's take last night. That's everybody's. Yeah, that's the entire audience. They filled it full of people who, if you don't agree with them, get out. Well, wait, I, I I thought you didn't want to be silenced, but you're fine silencing me? Doesn't seem fair. Does that seem American? Should we have a debate about this? Or we just have to adopt your point of view? Is that what we've decided here? We're just automatically adopting your point of view? Let me play this whole thing, because it's agonizing. Senator Rubio, mm-hmm. I just listened to your opening, and thank you. I want to like you. Here's the problem, and I'm a brutally honest person, so I'm just going to say it up front. Yes, sir. When I like you, you know it, and when I'm pissed at you, you know it. Your comments this week and those of our president have been pathetically weak. So, you and I are now eye to eye, because I want to like you. Look at me and tell me guns were the factor in the the hunting of our kids in this school this week. Look at me and tell me what I want to hear. Look at me and tell me what my opinion is. It's just so unbelievable. And look at me and tell me you accept it, and you will work with us to do something about guns. I'm sorry, is that is that American? No, that's that's Soviet. Uh, that's communist China. Look at me and tell me you agree with my opinion. No, I'm not going to do that. Sorry, because I, I don't. I don't agree with your opinion. Obviously, a gun had something to do with it. A gun was used. But you know what? A gun was used by a person. The gun didn't fire itself, sir. The gun didn't just jump into the hallway at your school and start going off. And you know what? We had multiple chances multiple chances for local law enforcement like this douchebag sheriff over here 39 times law enforcement was called to this kid's house 39 times he disputes the number he doesn't dispute that they went there i mean over and over and over and over and over again the fbi had multiple warnings the fbi did nothing nothing if you see something say something yeah people did and what'd you do You did nothing. What good did any of it do? So you're telling me that it's the gun's fault? It's not law enforcement. Law enforcement has nothing to do with this here in town and the FBI on a federal level. Uh, They have no ownness here, right? It's all the guns. Good golly, this is unbelievable. I mean, this is just flat-out frightening stuff. And if you're not chilled to the bone, I'm going to play more audio for you, and I almost guarantee you will be just like in star wars when uh luke tells 
Yoda, he's not afraid. You will be. You will be. That's where we are, too. And this is how liberty dies. Yep. We saw it last With night. With thunderous applause. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. with your thoughts. Cosmo Hurts Kids is on a mission. Uh, the founder of this mission is Victoria Hurst, and her family's corporation actually even publishes uh, Cosmopolitan magazine. So it's an interesting uh, situation and something she obviously feels really strongly about. Um, but, for instance, here's... Here's this month's, she, she believes, in, and I do too, the Cosmopolitan magazine is basically pornography. And that's why it shouldn't be sold to kids under 18. She doesn't want to take any kind of, uh, any of these articles out of the magazine. Doesn't want to censor them. They got their free speech. You know, if you're 18 or older, you've got the freedom to buy this. That's great. Whatever. But kids under 18 should not have access to it. Uh, right on the front page, how to give. How to get and give supreme pleasure. Um, is that what you want your uh, children to be reading in Cosmopolitan magazine? And of course, on the front cover is Mandy Moore, who everybody loves in This Is Us. And so they draw them to the magazine with that, and then they nail them with the, uh, with the articles. And they're always about sex. So what she is trying to have happen is for the material harmful to minor laws in every state be applied to Cosmo. So then you couldn't sell it to kids under 18. So let's take a stand against pornography being sold to kids under 18 and visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. Returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Let me play the impassioned plea of a heartbroken father. And notice the difference. Uh, huge difference between this, the, the listening thing that the president did yesterday, and the CNN town hall last night. It's, it's simple. It's not difficult. We protect airports. We protect concerts, stadiums, embassies. The Department of Education that I walked in today that has a security guard in the elevator. How do you think that makes me feel? In the elevator, they got a security guard. I'm, I'm very angry that this happened because it keeps happening. 9-11 happened once and they fixed everything. Well, that's, we could debate that, but still. How many schools, how many children have to get shot? It stops here with this administration and me. It's, I'm not going to sleep until it's fixed. And Mr. President, we're going to fix it. Because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fix it. I'm not going to rest. And look at, my boys need to live with this. I want to see everyone, you guys look at this. Me, I, I, I'm, I'm a man, but to see your children go through this. Buried their sister. So we, that's what I keep saying this, because I want it to sink in. Not, 
forget about this. We can't forget about it. These, all these school shootings, it, just, it doesn't make sense. Fix it. It should have been one school shooting, and we should have fixed it. And I'm pissed, because my daughter I'm not going to see again. Not about gun laws right now. That's, that's another fight, another battle. Let's fix the schools, mm. and then you guys can battle it out, whatever you want. But we need our children safe. Monday, tomorrow, whatever day it is, your kids are going to go to school. You think everyone, everyone's kids are safe? It ha- I didn't think it was going to happen to me. If I knew that, I'd, I would have been at the school every day. I mean, that's a guy without a political agenda. That's a heartbroken father who just wants the actual problem addressed. Let's make school safer. I'm not talking about gun control here. I'm not telling you about the NRA. I'm, I'm not talking about NRA donations and how evil they are. I'm not doing any of that. I'm saying let's make our schools safer. Uh, that's great. That's what we should be focused on. If that's really what you want, if this really is about not letting this happen again, that's what we should be doing. <clears throat> you know, talking about locking the doors of the school. Every single door is locked. And you've got a, go- a guard posted at the door. And if you want to be buzzed in after hours or during school hours, you go through that guard and a metal detector. And you go through a metal detector when you walk into the school in the morning. <clears throat> I, I mean, once school lets out, I, I don't know what you do. If, you know, how, how do you protect the kids if they're leaving school to the end of the day? I mean, could you get a shooter then? Probably. I don't know. I, I don't know. But there are things, there are definitely steps you can take to make the school day safer. And they're easy steps that don't involve eliminating the Second Amendment. 888 Let's go to Will in Georgia. Hey, Will, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat. Thanks for taking my call. I'm a longtime listener, and uh, I appreciate everything you and your network does. Thanks. Um, I actually, um, I I grew up in Coral Springs. I moved there when I was four months old um, and raised my entire childhood in Coral Springs. I actually went to Stoneman Douglas as a student. Oh, wow. Uh, I graduated from there back in 1999. Um, Coach Aaron Fife, who was a hero that day and a saved student, made a mine, mm-hmm. and we graduated together. Wow. And, uh, you know, this, this past week has been uh, quite an emotional time for me. You know, obviously, I'm... I'm saddened by the tragic loss of life, and I can't even fathom what the families and students are going through. Uh, and I'm proud of, of how they're facing that, that pure evil that happened that day. But I'm extremely disappointed in how everything has gone, the, how the media is trying to push the agenda using these students. The town hall last night, I watched the entire thing, and it literally made me sick to my stomach, uh, the way the crowd was booing at people that just had a different opinion. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm very familiar with that school. And over the years, they've set up different uh, policies to help uh, prevent things like this. You know, you have to go through the front office to check in with the administration if you want to go visit a teacher. Uh, some years ago, they actually uh, put up a chain link fence around the entire perimeter of the school. And, of course, it looks terrible, but they did that so that students could get out during the day and people couldn't get in during the day. And this student knew all of the, uh, you know, the, the issues where he could put on a shirt, act like a student. You know, it's a huge campus, outdoor, 
um, mostly outdoor campus, and the building that he picked to shoot at was right at the edge of the school at the student parking lot, so he could in- enter easily, exit easily right at the end of the day. So I, I agree with mm. you. Our, our democracy and constitution is at stake right now, and um, you know I'm really concerned about what the Second Amendment looks like. And it's clear that these people uh, are so emotional that we cannot have an honest conversation about this at all. Yeah, it's really true. It's, uh, yeah, Thank, appreciate the call, Will. Um, that must really hit close to home for somebody who went to that school. Uh, it's it's agonizing how they've been co-opted and just assimilated by the far left in this country. And CNN and the Democrats in office <clears throat> are just going to ride these kids. They're just going to exploit them all the way to the, all the way, hopefully, to, in their mind, to some kind of comprehensive uh, gun law. Probably Chicago style. Which has been deemed unconstitutional, by the way. Uh, Elizabeth in Ohio, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. Um, hi, Pat. Hi. Yesterday, um, my sixth grade daughter got pulled out of her middle school for a bomb threat. This is the mm. second bomb threat in this year's uh, school year. And uh, they ended up walking the kids down the road to a different school. And they walked the middle school and the high school schoolers down. There were four in Ohio. There were four schools that were given bomb threats. And uh, I just, Mount Gilead doesn't have a security guard in school. This is our second bomb threat for, for this year. And no answers, you know. And it's supposed to be a gun-free zone, right? So you know what that means. Mm-hmm. And I just, I don't know where we're going with our our souls in in this time and, and day. And I'm sorry, I would feel much better if a teacher had, you know, a, a gun with them as they mm-hmm. were walking them or wherever, because. Our kids walk all over Mount Gilead. So, I mean, we're still a small town. But but how do you appreciate the call? Thanks, Elizabeth. How, how do you guard against uh, bomb threats uh, with gun control? Of course you don't. So we're going to have to come up with some other solutions here because that's what they'll go to when you take away the gun. If you're disturbed enough, and this guy was... Uh, you're going to find a way to to try to carry out your evil plan. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Caleb in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hey, good morning. Hey, I I uh, I actually would like to and and let me let me preface by saying I generally agree with you uh, when it comes to um, the Constitution and and the defending for it. However, I believe that the, the CNN town hall debate and the uh, sit-down discussion with the president were both necessary and positive um, last night uh, because... Wow, you think there are five stages of... The CNN yes. town okay, hall so, was positive? Here's why. Here's why. Okay. There are five stages of grief. Denial, anger, mm-hmm. bargaining, depression, acceptance. Yeah. We're right now collectively as a country in the middle of the second stage, which is anger. Mm-hmm. Um where I think it might have went wrong was we're pretending we're in the bargaining stage right now. 
we're pretending we're pretending that we're past the anger stage and we need to start talking about regulation reform, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I think that when we're in the middle of this second, it's we, we need to be able to let our frustration and our anger out. I think you uh, and, and you did that during the first segment uh, just a, just a few minutes ago, explained that. Um, and, and you spoke mm-hmm. it eloquently. I think the gentleman that you uh, talked about during the round uh, that you mentioned just a few minutes ago, mm-hmm. uh, he spoke about it eloquently. I think as long as we're understanding that there is real anger, that there is real sadness and there are real, real emotions happening, that is something that needs to be yeah, let expressed. Out. And you're right. But, but as you mentioned, Caleb, we're also trying to make public policy in the middle of all that. And that's the worst possible time to do that. So it, it, it doesn't seem like a positive development to me. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. And thank you for being here as well. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. One of the things that uh, seems to come out of the uh, the president's listening uh, meeting with with uh, students and victims of shooting, uh, talking about comprehensive background checks. If you can improve the background check <clears throat> without infringing on our rights, I'm I'm fine with that. I don't know how. I don't know what that entails. Because they're talking about a mental health component to this. Very strong emphasis on mental health, which would incorporate mental health screenings into the background check. So how do you do that? Oh. So if I if I go to the store, if I go to Cabela's yes. and, I, and I want to buy a new gun, are they going to send me to a psychiatrist for a mental health screening? Do they have one on staff? Um, Seriously. How does that work? Seriously, how does that work? I've never had a mental health screening. You know, there's probably a lot of people that would argue I should have. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> so far, there's no, you know, it hasn't been forced on me, and I haven't seen fit to do one. So I, I don't know how you do that. Well, think of this, <clears throat> you know, you you take your kids to the doctor, they ask for their guns in the home. Those are intrusive enough. Yeah, you go to actually buy a gun. What are they going to ask you then? I know. I do not like. By the way, the NRA backs barring people with mental illness from obtaining firearms. Who's the <clears throat> definition? Mm-hmm. But they don't want crazy people to buy firearms either. It's not good for them because they, they get this. Right? When a crazy person obtains a gun, they go straight to the NRA. And they're the ones responsible. So bizarre. So bizarre. All the NRA does with their 5 million members is fight for the Second Amendment. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh, here's a little bit more from that town hall meeting last night uh, with Dana completely under attack. She's t- 
trying to reason with the sheriff in the area. 39 visits, assaulting students, assaulting parents, taking bullets and knives to school. Did that not meet that standard? Well, which 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 are you speaking about specifically? You seem to know about all 39. Well, there's I know there's one Florida statute well, where if he's no, sending me messages me about threatening, case. if he's sending messages threatening to kill people, that right there under Florida state law. Who did he send the message to kill people to? BuzzFeed, AP, Reuters, Yahoo News no, all what, reported that what, was to other students. Who was the victim? It was, it was Reuters sent to can't, other students. Dana, Reuters can't be a victim. The only person who could be they a victim is an individual. Sheriff is what so I'm if saying. an individual was threatened and it was real, that's a crime. But it, if he's posting yes, things... they were if, threatened with death. They were threatened that they were going to bleed. They were threatened that they were going to be killed. Well... What's your specific case? And he had already taken bullets and knives case? to school. He had already this assaulted people. He assaulted his parent. He assaulted other students. 39 visits. And this was w- w- known what, to the, 30, the, to the intelligence and law enforcement the, community. You're, now, I'm not, look, I'm not saying that you can be everywhere at once, yeah. but this is what I'm talking you're, you're about. We have lit- to follow up on these red flags. You're, you're not the litmus that meets test. The, doesn't you, that meet the You're standard? absolutely not the litmus test for how law enforcement should follow up. You're wrong. There weren't 39 law visits. Some of them, they were GOA. Some of them called from other states. To mm-hmm. say there were 39 visits, I don't know where you got those facts, but you're completely Media. wrong. Did well, they report it inaccurately? They, they reported it inaccurately, but... <laughs> wow. Uh, let's see if we can get this guy on the air. I'm okay. sure he won't, but... Uh, Sheriff Israel? What an arrogant douche. I mean, it, it's perfectly okay to, to, to generalize all guns but he wants i want a specific instance on what you're talking about over there i'm going to be completely generalizing generalizing all of these guns over there but i want a specific instance on when we were called to the house over there reuters can't be a victim reuters ain't a victim shut up stop that (sighs) this is agonizing it's absolutely agonizing the I, i so he they can generalize all they want about the NRA and about guns or killing people, but 39 times they were called to the victims or to the perpetrator's house, and he wants a specific list of each and every time and what it entailed. He knows what it entailed. It was probably his de- department responding. So let's say it wasn't 39, it was five that still gave you an opportunity to do something about this kid. But no, it's the NRA's fault. It's Marco Rubio's fault. Because he's gotten donations from the NRA. Are you kidding me? we got to fight back. we got to fight back here. We've got, we've got to fight back against this. And then one of the students uh, talking to Marco Rubio... Uh, about NRA and donations and things he knows nothing about. This isn't about red and blue. We can't boo people because they're Democrats and boo people because they're Republicans. Kid's been schooled really well, though. He knows the talking points. Yeah, he did early on in this uh, soundbite, but then he kind of... hmm. Yeah, he loses it a little bit, but in the beginning, it's not about red and blue. This is not about Republicans and Democrats. Right, I can listen to this kid. We can Uh talk. Right, exactly. He's reasonable. Anyone who's willing to show change, no matter where they're from, anybody Uh who's willing to start to make a difference Uh is somebody we need on our side here. Right. But they've got to be talking about the kind of change I'm talking about. We're starting to... Right? Okay. Starting to veer a little bit here. (laughs) All right. Oh, now steady. I thought I could talk to him. Let me make it clear. We're talking about change, and it's got to be the change that that agrees with my point of view. Uh-huh. 
Okay, so I just want to make that clear. And this is about people who are for making a difference to save us and people who are Mm -hmm. against it and prefer money. So, Senator. So if you don't want gun control, Mm -hmm. if you believe in the Second Amendment, you just want money. Oh, you want money. But that's you're on somebody's payroll. Wait. Nope. You're on a payroll of somebody. And uh, that somebody is obviously the NRA because they're evil. Rubio, Mm -hmm. can you tell me right now that you will not accept a single donation from the NRA in the future? No, I can't, and I'm not going to. Why should I? There's nothing wrong with accepting donations from the NRA. Calm down. Calm down, everybody. I, I wish I could have. I wish I could have. Uh, I wish I could have spoken. I wish I could have asked the NRA lady this. a question. Yeah, I the, wish NRA the NRA lady. lady. I, I could have talked to because I would ask mm-hmm. her how she can look in the mirror, considering the fact that she has children. But you know, maybe she avoids what those. Uh, you know what? Dana Lash would have hit that question out of the ballpark. Yeah. It would have been fine. It would have been. Uh, she's she supports the NRA because the NRA supports the Second Amendment, which makes her children safer. It makes her children safer. And if we took some reasonable steps here, like protecting kids at school with people with guns, uh, then you wouldn't have these things happening all the time. You just wouldn't. If it happened, you'd have somebody there who could end it quickly. Quickly. This crowd, these people in attendance are so upset about the NRA spending Uh their own money, how they seem fit to, but they wouldn't blink an eye if you went in there and said, uh, by the way, uh, money is confiscated through threat of force mm-hmm. from your paychecks to fund the murder of children mm. that are in the womb. <laughs> Planned Parenthood gets money from your paycheck. But no, that, that uh, right. they, they wouldn't quite. Yeah. Let's not go the there. I mean, now, now you've talked about uh, Planned Parenthood. That's wow. no, I don't freaking know. That's okay. Why don't you want uh, women to receive health screenings? I, I don't know. Do you want them to die of breast cancer? Is that what you want? I'll tell you why. Because I'm a chauvinist. Oh, uh, that's why. Yeah. The question is about NRA yeah. money. So, number one, the positions I hold on these issues of the Second Amendment, mm-hmm. I've held since the day I entered office in the city of West Miami as an elected official. Number two... No, the answer to the question is that people buy into my agenda. And I do support the Second Amendment. And I also support the right of you and everyone here to be able to go to school and be safe. And I do support any law that would keep guns out of the hands of a deranged killer. And that's why I support the things that I have stood for and fought for during my time here. More NRA money? More NRA money? that, That is the wrong way to look. First of all, the answer is people buy into my agenda. You can say no. Number second, well... I, so I, Guys, the influence of any group, we're going to be here all night. The influence of these groups comes not from money. The influence comes from the millions of people that agree with the agenda. So the millions guys, of Americans that support the NRA and who support right. gun rights to our center. Guys. Guys, guys, if you're having down. a conversation with Senator Rubio, I, let's I, let them talk. Listen, I respect you can ask that question, and I can tell you that I people buy into my agenda. I will answer any questions you guys have about any policy. Right, right now, right now stand guys, be quiet, be quiet. You know, you know, and, I, will, be and, I, and I just think that oh. ultimately that is not our goal here. Our goal here is to move forward. Wait, so hold on. And prevent, so and right now, in the, name, in, the name, in the name of 17 people, you cannot ask the NRA to keep their money out of your campaign? I think in the name of 17 people, I can pledge to you that I will support any law that will prevent a killer like this from getting a gun. No, but I'm talking NRA money. No. No, because 
I, I, matter of fact, guys, I bet we can get people in here to give you exactly as much money NRA would have. But it's not. I understand. And you're right. Can you stand up oh, and you're right donate to that? that real quick? Okay, not a lot, but we'll get it. I'll you're, do you're, it. You know, you're right about quite that. a bit of money so far. Well, you're right about that. Mm. There's money on the, both sides of every issue in America. And where that leaves us in policymaking is to look at the issues and make a decision based on what we think is right. But ultimately, look, the First Amendment is as, is as important as the second. And therefore, you have every right to ask that question of me, and I'm here to okay, tell I'll you that I will stand you for the things. Are going to be accepting money from the IRA I, in the future? I, I have always supported, I will always accept the help of anyone who agrees with my agenda. But my agenda is, also, I'll give you a perfect example. protecting us, right? Well, I'll give you an example this very evening. I have told you that I support lifting the age from 18 to 21 of buying a rifle. My understanding, as before I walked out here, is that that organization is not in favor of that. But I think that's the right thing to do. I don't know what their position is on teachers being armed, but I don't think they should be, because that's what I think the right thing to do is. When I offered my bill to restrict people on the terrorist watch list or that have been on the list for the last 10 years from purchasing a weapon, they didn't take a stand. I don't think they, they certainly didn't support my, but I offered it. I will do what I think is right. And if people want to support my agenda, they're welcome to do so. But they buy into my ideas. I don't buy into theirs. Okay, so I knew that was going to happen. NRA, please just wow. keep the money out of Rubio, okay? If he wants to run again, you Thank guys you, can. Cameron. Appreciate it. Stay with us. More Survivor. Wow, that is, uh, I mean, this is just, it's Christians in the lion's den. <laughs> it's just, these are people being thrown into the lion's den. Frightening, chilling stuff. Mob rule mentality. Uh-huh. Led by a group of 15, 16, 17-year-olds. Wow. Uh, actually, they're obviously not leading this. I don't, I don't know if it's George Soros. I don't know if Nancy Pelosi put together some kind of group or committee. You know there's other people behind this. There's already Hollywood money behind it. And you know that there's, they've, they've been masterminding this plan for a long time, probably since the last shooting. And they came up with this plan that to co-opt the next group of students that were victims of a school shooting. And they descended on these people, and they're exploiting them now. And they're doing a good job of it. I mean, they've got some momentum right now. We're in a really frightening place. Uh, 888-900-3393. Uh, let me tell you about uh, real estate agents I trust. This is awesome. If you're trying to buy your uh, uh, or sell a house right now, then you need to go to realestateagentsitrust.com. These are agents who have been handpicked by Glenn's team, and the barometers that they use to pick them to choose these realtors are experience. What kind of marketing plan do they have? Well, how, what's their character like? What kind of results have they gotten in the past for their clients? And a real key, I think, are they fans of the show? Because then they generally share your principles and values. you got a lot in common right to begin with. So if you want to sell your house right now and you want to sell it for the most money possible, or maybe you're looking to buy, go to Real Estate Agents I Trust, and we will introduce you to the best agent in your town. Let our agents earn your business. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. Pat Gray Unleashed returns after this on the Blaze Radio Network.
Murray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Your comments this week and those of our president have been pathetically weak. So this is how liberty dies. With thunderous applause. Yep. Uh, really profound part of a really bad Star Wars movie. Yeah. Very well said. <laughs> Certainly not one of the greatest Star Wars movies. Uh, but I love that section. And I, you know, it's it's surprising because it came from George Lucas, who was still in charge of it back in, uh, in, in that time period. And I'm sure he meant it in a way that uh, is completely different than I mean it. But uh, that's what's this. This it applies to right now. What's happening right now? That event last night was a fiasco. Was frightening and chilling. Yeah. Um, Let's see. We got some uh, tweets at Pat Unleashed. Mercenary Grip says gun stores should send a thank you note to CNN for that insane bash of the Second Amendment show last night. I guarantee that their sales will be through the roof after that debacle. No question about that. This is probably going to be a more banner time than even Barack Obama. From uh, cost 19, 719, uh, I'll be very curious to see how gun sales NRA membership is after that CNN debacle last night. Big Daddios, clearly the Parkland shooter wasn't exercising his Second Amendment rights. He was just evil. Uh, From Pursue Liberty, it was a Jerry Springer show. Mm -hmm. It really was reminiscent of that. Really was. And uh, Mike Hermanet. The best idea I've heard since this horrible tragedy is to give jobs to the hundreds of thousands of retired law enforcement officers and veterans to patrol our schools as security resource officers. I love that idea. And I think that's what that ROTC kid was wanting to ask. That CNN said, nah, here's a scripted one for you. Uh, Shoot, I have it here somewhere, but I am. And he turned it down. That's the one. Yeah, that's the question that the ROTC kid came up with that he wanted to ask the and CNN told him no. Yeah, no, we've scripted this out for you, and and we uh, we've got an agenda here that we'd really like you to participate in, and uh, that doesn't fit our agenda. So, see you later, kid. It's great. Yeah. Uh, the other kids are playing along. Obviously, they've they seriously have been co opted, and you can't convince me otherwise. Uh, they act like it's like it's absolute insanity to suggest that these children have been coached or helped by the left in any way (laughs) okay all right thank you uh yeah all these kids who were just playing uh call of duty last couple two weeks ago are now they're all now gun rights activists okay and they know how to organize national rallies in washington dc and they know the exact right questions to ask U.S. Senators who were Republican and NRA representatives. Okay. Uh, sure, I, I buy that. Uh, Carrie in Kansas, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. Hey. Thanks for having me on. Mm-hmm. You know, what if, uh, what if Rubio would have responded with, hey, you know, I, I really understand how you feel, and I want to fix things. Uh, next week, I'll introduce a bill that bans all guns. How would the crowd have responded? I think they would have cheered. They would have been in shock. They would have been in shock, but I think they would have cheered. I think they'd like that. I, and then what if he'd have gone on to say, you know, because I'm truly concerned about your 
your children's safety. Let's just include a ban on all video, uh, violent video games. Right. <laughs> right. Violent movies. Yes. Thank you. Um, tell you what, why don't we go ahead and share all of your mental history with the FBI. Right. And right. let's just get it all so we're all safe. Exactly. And how would they respond? Now, that would not have been applauded. <laughs> that part would not have been cheered for. <laughs> they would about, not have. It's about the children's safety, though, Pat. Yeah, I know it is. I know you're right. <laughs> you're right. You would think they would love that, right? Uh, appreciate it. Thanks a lot, Carrie. And what if he would have also further said, and you know what? Mm. I'm equally concerned with your safety while you're driving. So I'm going to introduce a bill uh, that prohibits you from having a cell phone while you drive. That way, you won't even be tempted to text. Yeah. So you're going to have to leave your cell phone home when you get in your car. Yeah, because, I mean, how many That's people how, die from getting run over by cars or accidents? More than are I mean, shot in schools, I'll tell you that. I'll t- I guarantee you that. More people die from texting in cars than being shot at school. I, I could almost guarantee you that. And if, if Rubio would have taken that, that tact, where I'm concerned completely about all of your safety, not just at school, but also in your car, and we need to stop the, the accidental killing of too many children. So leave your, leave your uh, cell phones at home, kids. Can't take it with you in a car. I wonder if they would have plotted that. Huh. Hmm. Uh, probably not. Hmm. And the violent video game thing. Pff, that would have been a showstopper. They would have <laughs> they would have grabbed him, dragged him outside the outside the building and hung him from a tree. <laughs> that was good. Uh Rhonda in Georgia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey Pat, thanks hey. for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Um I, I just have a, a question regarding the hypocrisy that no one's bringing up. We have the Congress, we have the leftists in the Congress that are screaming for new laws to protect our children by mm-hmm. taking away guns. But these people will not support the federal government laws on the books regarding sanctuary cities where our children are not safe. Yeah. So I want to understand how you can say we need a new law when the Congress themselves say we don't have to obey the laws that are already on the books, it just doesn't make any sense. No, it does not. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rhonda. You it, you can't expect any sense to be made from people uh, on the extreme left, though. They just they don't make any sense. Uh, they just speak from emotion, and it just spills out of their face. That's yeah, always a good way to operate. Really good way, right? Yeah, I mean, because then yeah. you can just change your mind. Uh huh. Just depending, depending on, on which happens, way the wind is blowing yeah, and what event just changed. occurred. Right. Mark in Iowa, you're on the blaze. Pat. Hey. Uh, thank you, Pat, for taking my call. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on a, far, uh, on a forum last night with Congressman Rod Blum from Iowa. And uh, that it was talked about that, of course, the gun control thing was brought up. And his idea was, why not put these metal detectors that you see in all the airports into schools have only one way to enter the school, mm-hmm. have either a retired police officer or a military retired person at that door, Yep. and everybody would be checked coming in. And then on top of that, possibly having 25% of the teachers uh, certified to have concealed carry. Mm-hmm. And he said, I guarantee, he said, First off, just the metal detectors would be a big help. 
but just the idea of everybody knowing that 25% of the teachers in school carry would be a big deterrent to what, what's going on. And, and, and like that forum last night that they had, why doesn't somebody on the conservative side come out and, and put a forum out there where everybody could be heard instead of something as, as stupid as this was? Uh, that's a great idea, uh, and that's why it won't be done by Republicans and by anybody on the right. It, we just don't do those things. I, I don't know why, Mark. I don't know why we can't defend our positions. We can't seem to articulate a viewpoint. Uh, we can't seem to defend principles and values. I, I don't know. I don't know why that does, isn't done, but you're right. All of those things just make sense and would actually possibly fix the problem. But the left doesn't want to hear about them because they don't involve gun control. It doesn't involve uh, overturning the Second Amendment. 888-900-3393. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the blaze radio network oh man i love this headline this is outrageous okay what do we got (laughs) from good morning america all right here we go this is awesome you're gonna love it (laughs) you're gonna feel much better after i read you this headline survivors of florida high school survivors of florida high school shooting seek middle ground on gun control debate Oh, that that was middle ground? Really? Yeah, it's the ground between um, complete confiscation and Mm -hmm. registering it. Yes. Here's the first uh, paragraph. Florida high school students who survived last week's deadly shooting and are demanding gun control say they aren't fighting to get rid of firearms completely. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for telling me that. I mean... I'll be able to at least keep the two guns that I have or used to have. I used gave them to you the gave military. Them away. Yeah. Like you're yeah. talking hypotheticals now. Yeah, I'm talking hypothetically. If I still had the guns that I had, but I gave them to the military a long time ago, uh, you'd let me keep them? Uh-huh. Is that your middle ground? Thank you. You're going to ban assault weapons because they look scary? Um, you're going to ban bump stocks and the president's on board with that? You're going to have people get a mental health care screening before they buy a gun. Uh, this is all middle ground stuff, right? Right? Am I am I right on that? It's all middle ground. <laughs> I seriously. This is so I, bad. It's really, really bad. This is the worst I have ever. This is worse by far than after Sandy Hook. By far. Uh, I. It, it's hard to believe that's possible, but it is. Kyle Kashov and Kai Korber and Olivia Feller were among dozens of students from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland who traveled to Florida's capital city to demand gun restrictions one week after 17 of their classmates and teachers were gunned down. The three students who appeared on The View, oh, that had to be good too, 
said they understand the concerns of Americans who firmly support the Second Amendment, which protects the right of the people to keep and bear arms. I'm sure they do. Uh, One of them said, I totally understand the concern in some aspects I really agree with. Oh, thank you, uh, Mr. Kushov. We have to make sure we get the middle ground. Congress has to make sure they enact laws that distinctly make sure this can't spiral out of control. Here's the thing. Murder's already illegal. Okay, Congress has already done their job on that. You're not supposed to do any of this stuff to begin with. When people do this, it's already illegal. I, can we at least acknowledge that? Okay, People are already breaking lots and lots of laws in order to do, to do this. We've got plenty of laws. It's just like the immigration situation. There are plenty of laws on the American books right now to stop the madness. But we don't enforce any of it. We're not doing anything about it. We look the other way. That's exactly what happened with this 19-year-old. He could have been apprehended long before he did the shooting spree. FBI knew his name. Uh, They couldn't find him initially because even though they knew his name and they had his threat on record, uh, then somebody got a hold of him from Florida in, in this town and said, hey, I know this guy. He's a nut job. He's got all kinds of guns. Here's where he lives. You should pay him a, bi- a visit because the guy's nuts. They didn't. Uh, what law will make them do that? <laughs> I mean, it, that's what they're in their job to do already. It's the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and this is the kind of thing they do. But they didn't. So wait a minute. What what does the FBI stand for? Federal Bureau of Investigation. So they investigate. They stuff. investigate stuff. Okay. Yeah. So did they? And apparently, they just leave it at the investigative they, stage. Uh, they and they don't get follow to up on anything. But I think I think the biggest you know? Achilles in that whole uh, uh, acronym is the uh, federal, federal aspect of that. Yeah. So just right out of the gate there. Yeah. 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 <sighs> yeah. So it's the first word in their name. But so like the citizens. Of this country uh-huh. did everything that they are expected to do in a case like this, and then the government. Well, yeah, because they said, you know what? If you see something, say something say to somebody. Something. So several people saw something, and so they said something to the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and they they took a look at it. Yeah, sure. I don't know if you could call it an investigation, but they looked at it, and they're like, eh, mm. I- I think something that has been lost in all of this mm-hmm. is that the guy who originally um, posted the YouTube video, the guy in Mississippi, who then saw the comment from the killer mm-hmm. and then reached out via tips at FBI.gov, had his email bounce back. They didn't even monitor this email address or whatever's going on there. Mm-hmm. And then he he picked up the phone and made the call. But it's like he was pretty diligent, right? He did everything yeah. he could. It was really diligent. I, government, I swear. That's you, you can't help but be proud of that guy and the person, whoever it was, that called him again mm-hmm. in Florida. Someone else said, "We know this guy. He is psycho, and he's got guns. Oh my gosh! And he's threatened people. Two separate people in two separate states contact yeah. the federal authorities." You'd think that maybe there would be some sort of computer system that would just go, oh my gosh, look at this. We got two tips on the same guy. We better act. But no, it's the gun's fault. Oh, yeah, you're right. You got to get the guns. Yep, yep. It's, it's not. Got ahead of myself you know, there. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, the FBI 
couldn't foresee the gun being used. Right. They couldn't foresee that. They couldn't foresee let guns kill people. Uh, <laughs> I, it's such a bizarre situation right now. It it it's it's so uh, it's so against every logical every logical cell in your being mm-hmm. is just being violated right now. <laughs> it's, yes, and, and it's just getting worse every day. Doug in Utah, you're on the blaze. Hi. How are you guys? How are you guys? This, we're we're how okay. Are you guys this morning. Pretty good. Good. Hey, what I was calling Pat mm-hmm. is there's one thing. There's only one thing sadder than this right now, and that's BYU football. <laughs> oh wow, <laughs> that hurt. Wow. Now it wow. does. No, that's from a fan, and I'm mm-hmm. not. I'm not minimizing this saying that that's <laughs> right. sadder. Yeah, it's, it's just kind of a little joke. And yep. as far as <laughs> As far as your cohort there, Keith goes. When you talk about federal, you lost me at federal. I lost all faith. I lost all hope when you when you say the word federal. Yeah. Um, the one thing that I called in for Pat today that I wanted um, yesterday, I didn't even know there was going to be this forum until yesterday when I was watching the show. And right away, I looked at my wife and I'm like, "Whose idea was this?" Now, I know CNN was the one who put on the forum, Mm -hmm. but as a father of four adults now, the one thing I tried during their lifetime was to teach them that you never make a decision based on emotion. You need to step back and think about things. So what I'm wondering is, why did Rubio and Dana, I know they were contacted, the NRA probably was contacted, who would have thought that this was a good idea? For example, (laughs) if they would have called and said, we want to have this debate, I would have said, why don't we talk about this on May 10th and give it some time mm-hmm. to where there could have been some actual debate that went on and some con- constructive ideas instead of the mess that happened last night. Yeah, that would have been. That was what I was wondering. So I was just interested on yeah. you guys. Maybe you had some knowledge about this, how this was all set up. I don't know. But that's the point I wanted to make. Thanks, Doug. And it's a great point. It really is. They should have all said, no, thank you. Not right now. If you come back in three months and you still want to do this, I'm absolutely willing to. But I think because Dana is so smart and so good and Rubio is reasonable and he thinks he can appeal to everybody, I'm guessing they thought they could they could handle this. I'm guessing they thought they'd in, interject some you know reason into this, some common sense into this, and they'd be able to defend the Second Amendment and the NRA in a way that people would understand what they didn't realize was it was just a lynching. It was just an ambush. And um, uh, the CNN packed it with with like-minded people, and they had no chance. And they were shouted down, and they were booed, and it was ugly. And they shouldn't have done it. It was ill-advised, but I think they probably believed in their persuasive powers enough to where they thought, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll do it. Yeah. We'll do it. I think Dana and Senator Rubio did as well as they could, yeah. considering those circumstances. I thought they, mm-hmm. they did well. Um, and to Doug's point about um, things that were worse than uh, the CNN uh, town hall last night, literally toward the end of that, I thought to myself, as an Atlanta Falcons fan, I should I, I I would have better spent my time watching the Falcons collapse in the Super Bowl from last year than watching that, because that mm-hmm. was exactly how you opened the show today. That was us witnessing the collapse of the republic. Yeah, it's. It, I mean, th- that if we is don't do something an, about it, that it, is not an overstatement. No, it's. I mean, it's at stake right now. The republic is at stake. It. I firmly believe that the republic 
is at stake. It's time for patriots to stand up and say, nope, we've, we've had enough emotion, okay? I understand you're hurting. I understand uh, that, that this is a horrible tragedy, but you're not going to take away our rights because of it. If we're willing to sacrifice our freedom for our security, we will lose our freedom and our security. And we deserve neither of them. I mean, if you disagree with Ben Franklin on that, I think you're going to be in the vast minority of Americans. And we need to stand up and quote the founders right now because that's all we've got. They've got all the emotion, but we have all the facts and we have all the rights on our side. Charles in Georgia, you're on the blaze. Hello, Pat. Hey. Hi, I'm a big fan of yours. I'd uh, just like to call you. I'm here watching your show this morning, and I'd like to explain that um, my daughter goes to the local high school here in North Georgia. And this school is. Uh, is it possible for you to. Can you turn down your, uh, your radio? Because that, that will throw you off with the, with the delay happening there. Okay. All right. Yeah, All right. We'll my daughter. She's in high school. Okay. And um, when when this happened, the day after, I called local authorities up. Mm-hmm. And I want to know from them, hey, what are you going to do about, you know, what are, you know, about. Yeah. About, about securing our safety. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, the man explained to me in great details what they've always been doing because I've heard rumors. And because it's one of the safest school systems in North Georgia. It's a fact. It's one of the best schools in Georgia, and they, you know, they've always had armed police officers close by, because you know, and and on the grounds of just about all all time, mm-hmm. and they're talking about they're going to have teachers. They're not going to say how many or who give out the names, but teachers are possibly armed, and I'm like. Hmm. There's the answer. It's arm up. We got to secure these places or soft targets, and we mm-hmm. got to keep them from being soft targets. Right. That's exactly and, right. And your school district is doing that. I'm sorry. Your school district is doing all that, right? They've always done it. That's amazing. That's great. I mean, there's always, you know, my daughter would come home and she goes, "All right, we've had a false alarm, you know, uh, about you know some ki- uh, a bomb threat and what have you, but." It's okay, Dad. And I said, I know it's okay because they called me. They took the time to Mm. call me as a parent and said, hey, this is what's going on, but we've got it under control. And I, you know, talked to local police officers in the past and saying, we're not going to, you know, we're going to do everything in our our possible Mm -hmm. to keep this from happening. Yeah. But thank God we live in a red state. Yes. The difference between a blue state and a red state. The blue, blue states don't get it. They don't want to get it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, the president comes on. I watch the president. And he's talking about, look, we've got to secure our schools. And we've got to arm up, you know, possibly arm up the teachers and have, you know, retired police officers or military. Well, guess what? Uh, Gwinnett County in uh, Metro Atlanta, they've done it, you know. Mm-hmm. They've been doing it. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and it's like, it's like, but there's some school districts that won't do it, and there's others that will. And I'm like, it seems to be 
Well, of course, the soft targets are always these blue districts. Yeah. Appreciate it. Thanks a lot, uh, Charles. Uh, it's great that your school district is taking that action. The left doesn't want to hear that kind of talk, though. They don't want to hear arm up. <laughs> That's the last thing they want. They want to hear disarm. That's all that will appease them right now. If you're willing to disarm and shut down the NRA, then they'll listen to you. Otherwise, forget it. Your persona non grata, we can't hear from you. And you have uh, nothing legitimate to say, so we're not going to listen. It's amazing. 888 Uh Let me tell you about, I mean, first of all, uh, for me to be doing brick house nutrition ads, you know, something must have happened because I'm not exactly a well-known health food nut, right? <laughs> I mean, everybody knows that about me. Uh, now, a lot of people here have been talking about Field of Greens from Brickhouse Nutrition and kept telling me to give it a shot. Yeah. And I, you know, it's a good way to get vegetables in your diet because I know you don't get any. And, yeah. uh-huh. Next thing yeah. you know, you're blah, 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 spontaneously blah, blah. dancing mm-hmm. at work. Right. Well, and that was after the vegetables in my diet. See? Uh, it's really, I finally gave it a shot. My wife puts it in a in a like a drink that I have every day, a smoothie protein drink. It is literally the only way I get any vegetables. It the, it tastes great. It's given me more energy, and I'm less hungry during the day. Every scoop gives you a full serving of organic fruits and vegetables. It's prebiotic. It's probiotic. It boosts your immunity. There's antioxidant power, and it's not an extract either. It's It's real, actual food. So just put one scoop in eight ounces of water or whatever you'd like to drink in a shake or a smoothie. And it's that easy and it tastes great. Just go to BrickHousePat.com and give this a try. Try Field of Greens today. I'm certainly not Mr. Vegetable. (laughs) So you know this must be great. And get your free shaker bottle when you use the offer code PAT. BrickHousePat.com. That's BrickHousePat.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray Unleashed. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Oh, this just in. Oh, well, <laughs> because the uh, you remember the audio we played of uh, Dana talking to the sheriff, okay. and she mentioned the thirty nine times authorities authorities had been called to this uh, shooter's house. Well, what are the specifics of that? What are the specifics? You can't just throw that out at thirty nine times. What, what are the specifics? Was, Here's one of them. Yeah. Um, just months. Before the shooter killed 17 people, the host family who had taken him in immediately after his mom's death warned local law enforcement that the 19-year-old had used a gun against people before and has, quote, has put the gun to others' heads, unquote, in the past. Actually, the in the past was also in quotes, so now it's unquote. Uh, so... 
Uh, that's a pretty specific threat. So wait a minute. That's a pretty specific. The host family, host family of the killer called the local law enforcement. Uh, called who? Uh, the local law enforcement. And who would the local law enforcement be? Like the be? sheriff's department, perhaps. Sh- department. You know. Like who? Who's the head of the sheriff's department? Uh, this douchebag that was talking to Dana yesterday, whose name I can't remember. Mm, sheriff Israel. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the moral of the story is whether you reach out federally or locally, mm-hmm. your governments are going to fail you. Don't mm. depend on them. Yeah. Ugh. That's why we have to get the guns, um, Keith. <laughs> That's why we have to get the guns. Did you just call me so, by another man's name? No, I almost, name? almost did. Almost did. No, I heard I another man's name. Like, you know, I mean, How long have I not had Stu in here? It's no, been but yes, but six months. I heard it. Right? But I didn't say you said Stu. I didn't say Stu. I said Stu. Then why are you saying... I have, I, I how long know. has it been since I had Stu in here? Stu wasn't even an me. issue. You're accusing me of something that accu- I'm not guilty I of. I said, I questioned you. I said, <laughs> did I just hear another man's name? That's all I said. But back to the issue at hand, uh, local law enforcement did have multiple warnings. Uh, it, if it wasn't 39 times, right. it was enough times that they should have done something about it. How about that, Sheriff Israel? Okay, <sighs> let's say it wasn't 39 times. It was enough times you should have done something. Oh, uh, this is agonizing and frustrating and threatening, again, our republic. So, uh, yeah, we got to have a little passion on this. we got to stand up right now. This is a really good tactic to trot out these 16, 17-year-old kids who admittedly have been through hell. Uh, and I don't want them to go through anymore. I don't want anybody to have to go through that. None of us do, obviously. But for them to be demanding action, and it must be the action that they believe is proper, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to go down that road with you. And I'm not going to just sit back and let you fundamentally alter the United States Constitution. I'm not going to do it. 888-933-93, especially when you had, you had chance after chance with the FBI and local law enforcement. I mean, come on. It doesn't get any more uh, obvious than this. Then the host family, the foster family with whom he's living, calls local law enforcement there and says, hey, this kid living with us has used a gun against people, mm-hmm. and he's put a gun to other people's heads in the past. He's yep. a problem. Can can you do anything? Well, no, we got to wait till something happens. Well, and they did. Uh, you know, and, and they did. In the day or two after the tragedy, the FBI guy came out and said, "Look, we screwed up. Sorry, we we totally dropped the ball on this." Well, I would like uh, Sheriff Scott Israel to um, talk about this right yeah. here. And look at this: CNN has obtained records from the Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office. The Palm Beach County Sheriff's Office. Okay, he's Broward, so okay. Okay, he's Broward. Uh, that detailed deputies' interactions with this guy in the home where he lived for a few weeks in November before he moved in with another family, the Sneeds, and months before the massacre. So this is a different family than he lived with at the time of the shooting, it sounds like. In November, his mom died, um, and then he moved in with his family. They're the ones who called authorities, and he was in a different county at the time. It was Palm Beach. Okay, but that doesn't remove no. the fact that everybody knew about him. Yep. You know, law enforcement, several law enforcement agencies, including the FBI, knew about him. The Palm County Sheriff's Department knew about him. The FBI 
knew about him, and nobody did anything about it. Dave in Ohio, you're on the blaze. How you doing, Pat? Hey. Yeah, I did watch the uh, Democratic uh, I guess town hall or a rally. I'd call it a rally more than a town hall because mm-hmm. town hall you could add a room because I thought a town hall was you could ask you know people questions. What well, was a rally? But to get to my point was that uh, the cop Israel, I believe his name was. Yeah. He listened to what some of the stuff he said. He was like, well, you know, we have to police have to have the power to basically if we have a situation where uh, you know somebody and we walk into somebody's room and see we see some stuff. I'm thinking like, okay, you see what like. You know, guns or something. You know, no, we just see some stuff. We should be able to go in, detain this person, put him in a hospital. Then basically, after that, he never said anything about being convicted. Just after that, basically, once they get out, they'll have to like you know be basically. What he was trying to say was basically, they would have to basically fight for the right to get a gun back, just from being detained mm-hmm. and talked to, not convicted of anything basically just accused of something and basically detained and then talked to. They would have to go through basically treatment to get signed off so they could have their right to own a gun back, not being accused of anything. That is like the Me Too movement. These people lost their career, never being convicted Mm -hmm. of anything. Harvey Weinstein hasn't been convicted of anything yet. Or, I mean, I'm not saying it's scumball they knew it, but... You know what I mean? A lot of mm-hmm. people lost their careers over just being accused. This yeah. is what this guy's saying, and he's a police chief? This guy sounds like, I hate to use the term, but a Nazi. And I don't like using it because a lot of people throw that around too loosely. But that's what that sounds like, that mm-hmm. we're going we're gonna to rush you, detain you, and then you're going to, not even being accused of anything or even being convicted, you have to fight for your, to get your right back now. And it's like, just listen to some of their solutions where, but I give uh, Rubio and Dana to go into that, that situation there and, you know, hold back because you're, you're talking to a 16 year old child. That's, you know, right. Crying and screaming at you. And you could tell mm-hmm. Dana didn't start going off. She just like gave a point and then just held back. Same with Rubio. Yeah. I, it was a I no, know. it was a no win situation. They just could not win in that environment. There was no way to appreciate it. Thanks Dave. And if they had gone off on one of the 15 or 60 year old kids, it, you know, their careers are over. The career is over. Because now you've just attacked a grieving 15-year-old kid. Uh, a no-win situation probably shouldn't have even done it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns. This would uh, normally be our Jeffy segment, but uh, huh. he just left. He just went home early. Right. I don't know. I don't know what. Uh, I'm going to go home now. Wait, uh, day's not over. I'm going to go home. All oh, right. You know, know what? Hang I got to go eat something. <laughs> not enough to eat here. That's right. Well, I think I, that's what he said. I, right? I literally think that's what he said verbatim. Yeah. But I'm going to go have some Crisco and some butter. He was. <laughs> He was <laughs> he was in he was in with Doc this morning on the morning blaze. Uh-huh. And so that was a full seven and a half hours ago. That's uh, a full day, man. And and if he were in here for the segment, it would have been too close to eight hours. An eight hour day. <laughs> he's like, that. I can't get that close to the edge, I, man. I, I, I can't do that. I'm not doing that. I'm not doing that. So I'm gonna go home and eat some few sticks of butter and some Crisco. Yeah. 
of butter. So do you, so Jeffy, you take the stick of butter and dip it into the Crisco? Yeah, then I deep fat fry it. Uh, in, butter in uh, Crisco? Yeah, in olive oil. Oh. First, oh. After I take the stick of butter, I dip it in Crisco, and then oh. I fry it in olive oil. Delicious. It's delicious. Olive oil saved the day. But, yeah. It's extra virgin, which means it came from really ugly olives. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's where extra virgin olive oil comes from, right? Extra ugly olives. And, and there's 72 of those olives waiting in olive heaven for the terrorist olives. So Stupid. All right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I mean, it, we got to take a just a moment to enjoy life again, because um, with yeah. the Republican stake, and I know it. I just, oh, I feel this time is so different than the other, you know, mass shootings that we've had, um, and we've been able to fight back the emotional calls to get rid of the Second Amendment, to take the guns, to do these comprehensive gun reform measures been able to fight it back why because uh they didn't use 16 year olds to uh be the face of that charge this is an effective technique plus you can't you can't say anything about the 15 and 16 year olds right supposedly we can't even talk about it we can't dispute what they say uh we can't say no i'm sorry you guys don't know what you're talking about. You don't have the life experience yet to know. I'm not attacking you. I'm just telling you the truth. You don't know what you're talking about. I know you think you do. You Bless your hearts. I know you think you do. I thought I did when I was 16 years old. I had none of the answers at 16, and neither do you. Okay? Now I'm a father of six. I'm a grandfather of six. And now I know things that you don't know because I've got, you know, 55 years of life experience behind me. You can't know anything when you live with your parents and you only have 16 years of life experience and they take care of everything for you. You can't know it at that point in your life. And I know you don't believe that. And I know that pisses you off. And I'm sorry but one day you'll look back on this time and you'll say, geez, I didn't know what I was talking about. Because we all do it. Every one of us does it. 888 Let's go to Matt in Pennsylvania. Hey, Matt, you're on the blaze. Hey, how you guys doing? Well, we're frustrated. But thanks for asking. <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of us are. Yep. But I just wanted to... Um see if you guys could elaborate something for me. I know what it means, but could you break it down in layman's terms for your viewers that are watching? Mm-hmm. George Washington quoted this. He said, when government takes away the citizen's right to bear arms, it becomes the citizen's duty to take away the government's right to govern. Could you just explain that for them? <laughs> I'd rather not, no. but yeah, you know what it means. I mean, it means <laughs> the same. Would like that. <laughs> it means the same thing, Matt. Thank you. And, <clears throat> and, and thanks for bringing it up because we, we have to look at this. We have to look at it. Um, and it doesn't mean it's time for this, of course, because they haven't taken our right yet. And, and we're going to fight to make sure they don't. But it means you, you defend yourself against the government. That's what it means. 
You know, Thomas Jefferson said the famous quote that the tree of liberty had to be watered with the blood of patriots every 20 years. Well, fortunately, thank our God above, we haven't had to do that every 20 years. It hasn't come to that. They did such a good job in the founding of this nation that it hasn't taken that. We don't have to have the blood of patriots running in the streets every 20 years. It's fantastic that that hasn't happened. 240 years later... It's only happened once, and that was to get rid of slavery. And thank God we did that one, too. But uh, we haven't had to take the measures against the government. But that's why the Second Amendment is there, in case we ever do. It's not about hunting, and it's not even about protecting yourself against a, a home invasion it's about protecting yourself against an oppressive government, if it ever comes to that. Yeah, we are not in any way whatsoever advocating mm. using guns to take over a government. Of course not. We're nowhere near there. We're no. not there. It is a backstop. It is mm-hmm. a last resort. It is your leverage for freedom to be maintained. That's yep. all it's there for. Because if it goes away and you don't have the right to own guns, then what is the motivation of the government to allow you to enjoy all your other freedoms? No, I don't have any. There's no reason to. And if they, if they believe that they have the right to take away rights, well, then they, they will. Whereas, if you believe in the United States Constitution, you believe those rights are divinely inspired. You believe those rights came from God. They didn't come from man. That's why man can't take them from us. Uh, Lori in Washington, you're on the blaze. Hey, good uh, good morning, afternoon, whatever. I'm in Washington. It's the morning here. Um <laughs> The, you you had mentioned a while back that uh, you you didn't understand why there wasn't such an uprising after Sandy Hook. Well, who was president after Sandy Hook? Who would that have fallen upon to take the blame for and the 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 complete wrath of the entire mm-hmm. movement on? It wasn't going to be Obama, right? They and I'm waiting now. I'm defending Trump again, and I hate this hat. <laughs> I hate defending Trump. I, I hate it. I didn't vote for the man. I, know, I, didn't, I didn't vote either. for him. But, I didn't either. But they, they have a they have a chance to burn down the entire the entire system. Yeah. And I'm so frustrated that that our side is so weak in defending this. Dana needs to be president. I'm just saying, Dana yeah. 2020. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> but but at the same time, that's why they were waiting. They were waiting for the perfect moment with yeah. the perfect situation yes. you know Rahm Emanuel said it best he always said it best don't ever let a crisis go to waste and, and they are they taking this don't and man. running with it yeah they they're running with it appreciate so. it thanks Lori. the other reason is they couldn't use elementary students the elementary students from sandy hook could not go out and lead this charge for them i mean you know you you have to at least have teenagers you have to create the impression that they, these kids are, you know, at least mature enough to be able to tell us that that we shouldn't have the Second Amendment, that we we shouldn't have guns. Um, but the you know the seven year olds they couldn't do that with. That's what makes this situation different. They're using the kids who are the whose friends just died. How despicable is that? Mark in Massachusetts, you're on the blaze. Hey, Pat, how's it going? Good. So I wanted to run something by you to help create an evidence-based mm-hmm. argument. Mm-hmm. So they're saying 
that this is not about the Second Amendment, but this is about protecting the kids. Do I have that right? Yep. Protecting the kids. Okay. So did a little homework and, and saw that on average 13,000 gun deaths per year. Uh, it's been 45 years since Roe v. Wade. So 45 times 13,000 is 585,000 deaths by gun, which is 1% of the same amount of fatalities enabled by Roe v. Wade. Right. So if it's about protecting the kids mm-hmm. to use their argument, to use their logic, why then would you say we have to protect the kids through legislative process, but ignore something that's a hundred times more damaging than than deaths by gun? And every instance of, of abortion is premeditated murder. Um, so if they would need their argument to be taken seriously, they think, okay, I'm going to give you an exact similar case where legislation is, is propagating this much uh, uh, loss of life, but a hundred times greater. Mm-hmm. So how does, how does your logic chain stand up in the face of that? I'm, I'm just asking the question. Yeah. And it doesn't, obviously it, it doesn't. We played last week. Appreciate the call, Mark. We, we played the uh, Kamala Harris line where, I wonder if I still have access to that because Kamala Harris said something so outrageous and it ties right into this. Here's here's what she said last week about the slaughter of of the children, of babies. It's going to sound a bit harsh. Um, as a prosecutor for years in appreciating homicide and being able to talk with a judge about it and a jury about it, I had to look at autopsy photographs. Hmm. When you see the effect of this extreme violence on a human body, and especially the body of a child, maybe it will shock some people into understanding this cannot be a political issue. We have to be practical. I support oh. the Second Amendment. Do you? Yeah. But we have to have we have to have smart gun safety smart laws. Smart gun safety, yeah. And we cannot tolerate a society and 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 live in a country with any level of pride when our babies are being slaughtered. What? An outrageously ironic, hypocritical statement from a person with a 100% NARAL rating. 100% NARAL rating. And we can't, we can't live in a country and be proud a- as a nation. In a country where our babies are being slaughtered? What an amazing choice of, of words there. Absolutely zero self-awareness. Oh my God. Gosh, that's unbelievable. Uh, it's just 58 you, million. Do you hear the word? 58 million since 1973. 58 million babies 58. have been slaughtered. And she supports it entirely. She supports it completely. That's so, yes, I think the abortion argument belongs in this discussion. Yeah. Quick math. Belongs. That's, that's over, I think, one and a half million a year. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. slaughtered. That's. Yeah. 100,000 at least every month. I mean, if you can't call that a Holocaust, what would you call it? I, I don't think that that is inaccurate <clears throat> to use that word. It's not at all. That. It Absolutely. is not, not to me. Mm-mm. Barbara in Ohio, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, hi Pat. Hey. Um, when I was 16 years old and thought I knew everything there was to know, mm-hmm. I had some girlfriends over one day doing our homework. And when my friends left, my mother sat me down. And this was about 1960, so the big fear was communist. And my mother heard me use the phrase with my girlfriends, 
I'd rather be dead than red. I'd rather be red than dead. Remember when that was the big thing? Mm -hmm. And my mother said, where did you hear that phrase? And I said, from my teacher. And my mother says, well, I want to, I want, if there's three things I want you to remember, number one, always listen to your teachers, but never let them speak for you. Number two, always be thankful for God's grace. And she says, number three, and possibly the most important thing I want you to remember is never take your freedom for granted. And she says, now, end of conversation. In 16 years, we will finish this conversation. And when I turned 32, my mother called me to finish the conversation. And she said, let's finish that conversation about what I told you when you were 16. And I said, I'm sorry. And she says, okay. <laughs> and that's, that's it. A 16-year-old is not ready to think. And right. I was an intelligent kid, probably had a higher IQ than my mother. But God rest her soul, my mother was smart. And she was wise. And she was good at follow-up because she remembered 16 years later about that conversation. That's pretty awesome. Oh, yes, she did. And, wow. I, and I remember it. I mean, look at me. Here I am telling you about it. I'm 70-something years old. Yeah, that's fantastic. Appreciate it. Thanks, Barbara. I don't remember what I told my kids 16 minutes ago, let alone 16 years ago. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 888-900-3393. And the reason is because I haven't told them anything that significant that I'm going to remember 16 years later. Well, see, I do remember what I say from 16 minutes to the next because it's the same thing over and over again. Clean your room. Keep it down. <laughs> Stop slamming the door. Yeah. Are you, are you working for the power company? Oh, my gosh. Right? Because yeah, I borrowed that from my dad. Yeah. Uh, if you're not properly maintaining your filters in your house, there's a really good chance you're breathing unhealthy air that's causing your allergies to be aggravated and maybe even an illness to occur and recur all winter long. <clears throat> but there's a better way to go, and it's called FilterBuy.com. It's America's leading provider of HVAC filters for homes and small businesses. They have over 600 different filter sizes. And if you've got some kind of unusual thing that they don't actually have something in stock, they'll custom make it for you. Then they'll ship it to your house for free within 24 hours. So there's absolutely no reason, you know, go to, to go to the big box store anymore. And that it's all manufactured right here in America. It's a great American company with Merv options all the way up to hospital grade. You're going to be removing all the dangerous pollen and mold and dust in your air and everything that causes allergies uh, to be aggravated and illnesses to occur. And when you set up auto delivery they'll take five percent off the off the price and then you also never have to think about when it's time to order your filters again because they just show up at your doorstep so save money and time and just breathe better in your house with filterby.com it's filter com. filterby.com you are listening to pat gray on the blaze radio network Uh, from we got some uh, uh, tweets here at Pat Unleashed from worship leader Caleb 
says, I love Marco Rubio, but his job is not to pass laws based upon what's right. His job is to pass laws based upon whether they're constitutional or not. Nice point from Wapopper. If you support a little infringement of rights today, you'll support a full infringement of all rights tomorrow. Infringement will not lead to safety or security, only government oppression. Which is why the phrase is in the Second Amendment, shall not be infringed. Seems pretty clear. I'm going to look up the word infringe. Yeah, take a look and let's... Maybe we maybe that word means something we don't know it means. So shall not <clears throat> be actively break the terms of uh, act okay. as, so as to limit or undermine something. We've been limiting the Second Amendment for how long now? Oh. A couple hundred years, probably. Mm-hmm. It started a long time ago. Man. Uh, from Regan Coop. Irony, left demands legal gun control measures, but has no desire to regulate border to stop illegal weapons pouring onto our streets. Yeah. Yeah, and then we had a president and an administration that was also selling them uh, guns and weapons. Remember that? In, uh, <laughs> I know. I know. Fast and furious, thousands <laughs> of guns that wound up all over the world. Uh, just, awesome. Uh, it's really great. Uh, part of me wants Eric Holder <clears throat> to run for president just so that that can be brought up to yeah. the fun lefties. But I know. Anyway. Baldwin Jen says Dana and Rubio were awesome. Can't judge her performance by the rabid crowd they faced. Well, I mean, it's just that they were shouted down at every turn. And it it looked like everybody's against them. And I I don't know how much good it did. Maybe it did. I don't know. Here's some fun facts for you. Um, Mm -hmm. The history of gun control in the United States. And I want to apologize um, on behalf of my home state of Georgia. Uh, In 1837, they passed a law banning handguns. The wow. law is ruled unconstitutional by the U.S. Supreme Court and is thrown out. 1837, they've been coming for our guns since then. It's amazing. <sighs> it's amazing. Uh, Lewis in Virginia, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hey, guys. Uh, really appreciate all you're doing. Seriously. I mean, we need more people like you guys. Thank you. Uh, but on to my point, um, this this thing about adding the age to 21 or upping the age to 21 for people to buy rifles. I'm 55 years old, and for at least 50 years, I've known that we've been able to buy rifles since we're 18. So in 50 years minimum, they're saying that we don't have the ability or the clarity to, to buy a rifle. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's the case, then they should not. those children should not have... They should not be made to go into the military. No how question about say, it. How can you justify not letting somebody buy a rifle, but forcing them to be in the draft and go into the Army or, or armed forces, I should say, mm-hmm. and, and use a rifle? I mean, that's just ridiculous. It is It is ridiculous. Oh, they, they did it with drinking, and okay, fine. And they should also then, if they can't, if they're not clear on a rifle, then they're not clear to vote. So they shouldn't be able to vote until they're 21 also. So let's, let's talk Thank about you. that. Thank you. Yes, let's, I mean, yeah, you have to have that discussion. Thanks, Lewis. Appreciate it. And then, you know, my thing is, why stop at 21 on the vote? Let's go to 35 when they've got some life experience, when they know what they're talking about, when you understand the issues a little bit better because you've lived through them and you've seen what works and what doesn't work. Then you probably have a family by now. Let's, Let's raise the voting age to 35 even if you raise the 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 ability to buy a rifle to 21. But, that, I mean, that's such a great point. If you're going to tell them you can't buy a rifle at 21, you can't put them in the military at 18. There's just no way. 
Uh, that's completely unfair. Uh, Laurel, Laura in Illinois, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi. I just wanted to get a couple things out of the way. A really long-time listener, listener of The Frog. You have <laughs> to call me Pumpkin at least once. And also, um, <laughs> if you dial your phone number wrong mm-hmm. by yeah. one number, boy, do you get a good, interesting phone line. I'm sorry? Really? What num- yeah. What, oh, the, yeah. The, the last oh, number yeah. or the first number? Give us a hint. The last four digits. Try dialing those wrong and you get a different <laughs> phone line. I thought, boy, this is going to be an interesting uh, morning, wow. afternoon. Wow. Okay. Um, but thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, first thing is, um, it's kind of like child psychology it's wonderful that the kids are talking you want them involved you want mm-hmm. them at least to be able to be heard but mm-hmm. you're still an adult and mm-hmm. you're going to give them the choice of which m&m the <laughs> red m&m or the blue m&m right yes. you know what i mean yeah you're the adult yes we're going to do the adult thing the adults are in charge but it's right. good that you want the kids to get involved yeah. and at least say something. So I just don't want them not... to. I don't want them to set public policy. But go no, ahead. No, they're and... not going to. Yeah, and nobody's going to let them set public policy. It's I a, hope you're right. Because we're we're headed that direction right now, where these kids are going to set public policy, and I hope you're right that we don't let them. I I hope that turns out to be the case because uh, it would be terrible. It would be ugly, and we will lose gun rights if that happens. Please call me Pumpkin because I didn't hear the pumpkin earlier. <laughs> yeah, right? I mean, I was waiting for that too, Laura. All right. Well, thanks for calling, Pumpkin. Oh, you made my day. <laughs> right. See? Oh, I love it. <laughs> wow. That's okay. awesome. All right. Making dreams come true. We hear Pat Gray unleashed, everybody. Mm-hmm. Steve in Missouri, you're on the blaze. Do you want to be called Pumpkin hey. as well? No, I don't no. think so. Okay. Uh, no, I was talking to our county sheriff here a couple months ago, and he went to a conference in trenton new jersey last fall mm-hmm. and he said the chief of police there was complaining about guns there's too many guns we got to get rid of them mm-hmm. and the sheriff said well in our county just about everybody in the county has guns multiple guns and we haven't had a murder in our county in over eight years he goes how many have you had and he said the guy That's changed fantastic. the subject real quick that is fantastic thanks steve you know, the same can be said on a national basis about the pr- proliferation of guns and the murder rate all over the country going down. Pat Gray, same thing. Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Here on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, Triple Eight Nine Hundred Thirty Three Ninety Three. Pat Gray Unleashed. Actually, we had a. We finally had a really good day yesterday at the Olympics. Hmm. And I think all of these events have happened Easy. and been broadcast. Easy. I think they've been broadcast. I don't care. Right? I made many people <laughs> mad yesterday with some curling well, stuff. I know for a fact that the guys, uh, I don't know, mm. some kind of skiing, jumping thing. <laughs> what are they called? <laughs> no, no, this is even, even generic. Skiing, skiing, jumping, jumping thing. thing. It's you know? okay. It's all right. It's a half pipe thing where they ski, but they're not on snowboards. They ski. 
and they do the same kind of tricks as snowboarders do. It's, okay. a, it's a very strange event. And yet, I love it because Americans got gold and silver in it. Mm-hmm. That's the first time that's happened the entire games. Okay. I think we've had gold and bronze in one event, but this was gold and silver, and yeah. we almost had bronze as well. Mm. Would have been a nice sweep. That was a, what was a skiing jumping thing? It's a skiing jumping thing. Okay. Game. All right. So, yeah. so if you Cat haven't seen ski the skiing thing. jumping thing yet. Yeah, take a look at that. Um, but now you know what happens. But then you don't have to sweat it out. You know? <laughs> Who wants the suspense of <laughs> You don't want the suspense of is he gonna win? Competition. Yeah, he's gonna win. And uh the other guy's gonna get second. Yeah, so but now you don't, don't know which one. You don't know which you one. You don't know which See, one. See, yeah. There's still some suspense yeah. there. Also, I love this and I think it's already aired. Well, I know it's already aired. It's aired. I saw it. I watched it last night, the yeah. hockey game. Gave up too soon. The women's hockey game. Gold medal match against Canada. We won the gold. We took the gold. We won the gold, we Canada. We won the gold for the first Deal time. Deal with that. In four Olympics, we won the gold. Uh, In listen, your face, Canada. Listen, listen. This is going to be TMI if I'm not careful, but I love it when a plan comes together. I had the women's hockey game on my phone just playing, and I uh-huh. felt I went to sleep in the first period. I was like, you know what? I bet you I wake up in the middle of the night, long about toward the end. The game, and it worked out perfectly. And you did, and I did. Good. So I sat there and watched the rest of the game in bed, and oh my gosh! Sorry, I, should we have said spoiler alert before so we started great. this? Because I mean, that was everyone's talking about it. Forget oh, it. Yeah, it's it been was on the news. so awesome. The it comeback so awesome. at the end that they tie it, they go to the sh- overtime, and yeah. they shoot out extra shootout. Love it. Congratulations, U.S. Women's Hockey They're Team. They're so good. Mm-hmm. They're so good. I wish the guys were as well. Of course, they used collegians this time for the guys yeah. and that's tough when you're up against everybody else's professional team kind of makes yeah. it really tough it's like we used to do in basketball but we still won which was fun it was when when our collegian team went against the russian pros all the time and we yeah. still beat them those were great <laughs> hang times. on say christian is russia the only country <laughs> that was using pros for the most part that, that's the only ones russia and no no a couple other yeah, everybody does oh. right no pros at all? When? Wait In a what? minute. I saw what? Ilya Kovalchuk playing for Russia. No pros in he, hockey? Is that what you're is saying? Is he out of the NHL? Okay. All right. Well, Are you saying no pros in no hockey? No pros at all were in, in the tournament. Okay. Well, all right. Then whatever. No I mean, pros at all in hockey? No NHL players. Then, then uh, nobody else's pros? Any other leagues at all pros? I don't believe that. See? I don't believe that. We've yeah. always got Yeah, Russia's got, our... got a league. So, I, know. I don't know. I saw Kovalchuk playing for Russia, and it pissed me off. How about that? Because he used to play for the Thrashers. Hmm. Okay. Soap, soapbox there. Well, maybe we went against everybody else's amateurs. You know what? Let's put it this way. Still got our asses kicked. You know I don't what? Know. Here's I don't who know. lost the Olympics. Gary know. Bettman, by not allowing the NHL players to play. That's who lost. Why, why didn't the NHL players play? Because Gary Bettman's a jerk, and Who's, he wouldn't wait, allow it. Okay, but The commissioner of hockey. Most people, let's pretend like okay. not everybody is a huge hockey fan. Gary Bettman is he's, the head he, of the NHL. He's been the commissioner for right. a quarter century now, and okay. he made the decision. No idea. Seriously. Okay. I'm sorry. No idea who I'm that sorry. is. I'm sorry. He said no NHL players in this year's Olympics. Why? I don't Why? know the justification. I think it was like a is scheduling because, thing or something is it the, stupid. They're because they're in the middle of the season, right? Yeah, so and they're what? tired of interrupting the season for the Olympics. So <clears throat> yeah. what? It's a big, big mistake. Yeah. I mean, we got crushed by the Olympic athletes from Russia. Yeah, we got eliminated by uh, the so Czech Republic. 
That is so stupid, by the way. Uh, we lost 4 nothing at the hands of the Olympic athletes from Russia. Oh. Um, but yeah, the Czechs eliminated us. But uh, this, this Russian thing where they uh, sent most of them home or banned a lot of their upper echelon athletes, and then they said you can't march with the flag and you're not really going to be Russian athletes. You're just going to be Olympic athletes from Russia. What a dumb thing that is. <laughs> Everybody still knows they're the Russians. Mm-hmm. And half the time on the commentary, they call them Russians. Yeah. The Russian team, the Russians, the Russian skaters. I mean, over and over and over. The Olympic athletes from Russia is just stupid. It's stupid. Okay. If you're not going to allow them in the, in this, in the Olympics, don't allow them in the, in the Olympics. When, when they banned Kuwait, they were independent Olympic athletes. You didn't know where they were from. Why didn't they do that to Russia? Well, because it's too important. Russia has to be competing or the games aren't going to be the same. Got to have a bad guy. Right? You got to have <laughs> you got to have the evil empire in there. 888-933-93. Also yesterday we promised uh to play this audio of Nancy Pelosi lecturing everybody about uh inequality, wealth inequality at a town hall. I I love this because somebody in the audience was absolutely as fed up listening to it as I was. (laughs) Listen to this exchange uh, when Nancy Pelosi started telling everybody about wealth and the Bible. These issues about the tax cut and then the cuts to initiatives that help people, that's part of the budget. The national budget should be a statement of our national values, of what is important to us as a nation, which makes us strong and builds for the future, should be reflected in our budget. But what we have seen here is the complete opposite. So this isn't about Democrats or Republicans. This is about the United States of America, Mm -hmm. about our children's future. future. And again, it can't possibly be a statement of values for us to... uh, talk about, as Martin Luther King said, God really didn't intend, let me read his, God really didn't intend, never intended for one group of people to live in superfluous, Superfluous. inordinate wealth, while others live in abject, deadening poverty. Oh. kitchen table issues though for America's families because most somebody's thinking know, about that most people are not in deadly poverty but some are but most people- I love this somebody's mulling that over right now they okay I, I, I don't know if I can stand that <laughs> <laughs> and they're trying to restrain themselves but eventually they can't people have to struggle to make, worth, make- Did you hear that how much are you worth Nancy mm. and finally just blurted out it just came out she couldn't keep it back ends meet so uh, no we're not talking about that oh we're not so in any event we're not talking i can about out you know i'm a mother of five i can uh, speak louder than anybody the uh here's the thing why aren't we talking about that you just said you're not supposed to live in uh superfluous wealth while others are in poverty no how much are you worth no you're worth tens or hundreds of millions of dollars. So what about your superfluous wealth? Mm. And by the way, the Bible doesn't say anything about that. It doesn't say you're not supposed to live in superfluous wealth. It says you should give of your wealth. You should help people. 
You should help the poor. You should donate to the poor. You should have charity in your heart. Uh, you should give. And and if you're wealthy, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being wealthy. Can, can I just make one quick point for the audience to look out for for the rest of 2018? Mm-hmm. In 2006, early in that year, Howard Dean came out and he said, and I believe he was head of the DNC at, the, at that time, and he said that the tack that Democrats are going to take, and he said it's going to be a winning strategy this year, and it turned out to be because they took over Congress, is that we're going for the Bible-believing Christians in this country, and we're going to appeal to their hearts. So hmm. the absurdity of the hypocrisy of Nancy Pelosi being what it is, that's all entertaining in of itself. But I'm wondering if this is going to be the start the same kind of messaging that was a winner for them in 2006 when they took over Congress. Uh, just be on the lookout for more um, Bible-based guilt trips from the left uh, this mm. election cycle. Just, I'm just putting it out there. Let's start uh, tuning our ears that way. Yeah, and, and ask them, really, can you show me that passage in the Bible <laughs> where it says, if I live in super, superfluous wealth... <laughs> I'm not supposed to. Oh. Show me that passage. The I, I want to see it. The word, Pat. I want to see it. <laughs> that's her favorite word. <laughs> that's her favorite word. Is the word. The word. You know, the, except for the that's two words. Mm-hmm. So is it the or is it the or is it the or is it word that is your favorite? And Which how many one? of you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> so ridiculous. Terrible. Tanya in Iowa, you're on the blaze. Hi. Hi, Pat. In regards Hi. to raising the age uh, for gun purchases, I don't see what the big deal is about asking uh, young folks to join the military and then have them not be able to purchase a gun. When they're in the military, I think that they obviously get the training you know, with the guns. I think they mm-hmm. hopefully will form a respect with it, and they have full, full training. And when young women and young men go in the military, they come out of boot camp, come out of their service, and they have a maturity level that the general population, for the most part, of young people do not have. So I don't think that it's such a big deal to raise the age for uh, a purchase of the gun. I don't, I don't see what the big deal is if we do that and how it doesn't make sense with asking young kids to uh, use them in the military. Well, be- because, aside from the training aspect, you're, you're asking them to then pick up a gun and, and go shoot at people with it when they yeah. can't do that in their own country. They, I mean, not the shooting part, but they can't pick up, a, pick up a gun and take it to a range or use it to go hunting yeah. with or anything. You, that, yeah. That's fair? You think that's fair? Um, I Put do. their lives I on the line by picking up a gun, but you can't, you can't do that at home. I, I don't know. Yeah, that I doesn't seem that doesn't seem fair to me. It actually. does. I think if so, they want to serve their country, they go into it knowing that they're going to get the proper training. Mm-hmm. I mean, and these young kids are going to get the training and have the maturity level as a result of being in the military. Yeah. They, you know. Yeah. You know when they when they come out, you know maybe there could even be anything. If you served in the military for this many years, then you've earned the right perhaps to purchase a gun at a younger age. But if you're just mm. coming straight out of high school, you've never taken a class, you've never shot a gun, you want to go buy a gun just to have a gun, I think there's a difference. Okay. All right. Appreciate it. Thanks, uh, Tanya. Uh, I, there's no doubt the military training, um, I think, helps mature people and and you become maybe more respectful. I mean, they kind of break you down in the military and then 
build you back up again afterwards. So, you know, there's something to be said for that. But I don't know. Just that seems that's a that's a tough road to cross. And and I, they're not going to do it anyway. They're not going to raise the age to 21. I, I don't think it, it's probably just not going to happen. But if you own a gun right now and you want to shoot it safely, you want to become proficient with your gun. There is a fantastic way for you to do that privately and in the comfort and convenience of your own home. Hard to believe. Well, wait, I'm going to shoot my gun in my own home? Yes, and without ammo. Just utilizing your cell phone with a proprietary app that uses a laser in place of the bullet, and it detects exactly where you hit your shots and shows it to you. Uh, And it's just an awesome system. Plus, then you don't have to go out and buy all kinds of ammo, which is really expensive. Then you got the range fees. Then you got the hassle of going to and from the range. This is so much easier and so much better. It's called itargetpro.com. It's the letter I, then targetpro.com. Go there, watch the video, take a look at it for yourself, and I think you're going to find it absolutely amazing like I do. Um, Right now, you can save 10% too with the offer code PAT. When you purchase the iTarget Pro system, competitor shooters do this all the time. They dry fire 10 times more than they live fire, probably because it's a lot cheaper and you can become just as proficient. So save time and money and take your skill level to the next level safely and effectively. The letter I, targetpro.com, offer code PAT. It's itargetpro.com. Pat Gray. Unleashed. The Blaze Radio Network. Now back to Pat Gray. On the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, so what what I think we've found out here about the Olympics, at least the Olympic hockey hockey uh, tournament, is that there were our college guys and everybody else's pro leagues. Not the NHL, okay, yeah. but like the Russian pros with their pro league or whatever it is. You know, and I know the probably the best Russian players are in the NF, NHL. But still, mm-hmm. they've got professionals in Russia playing professional hockey, and they were in the Olympics. Okay. Right? Yeah. And if you're in the Czech Republic, your professional league players were playing in the tournament. Hmm. Our college guys played in the tournament. It's not the same. Here's what you do. Well, fight us in a war. Let's see who wins that, Czech Republic. All right? <laughs> well, okay. Well, fight us in a war, Finland. Let's see who wins that. Huh? All right, all right, all right. All right? Let's see how big you are then, Finland. <laughs> Russia. Okay, let's stop. No, fight seriously. us in a war. No, no, now, now you got to stop. Maybe, now. maybe okay. not. Let's not yeah, do maybe that. Maybe we don't challenge Russia to a war. That might be a bad um, idea. I will say that uh, we definitely got amateurs uh, participating in curling right now. But that's all I want to say about it, because if I say anything else... Then Twitter will get angry again. Jeez. So, well, you make it just, sound like we're losing the the match. I'm not saying anything. I'm uh, just saying that they're amateurs that uh-huh. you know probably just okay. curl on the weekends. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. Although they're in the gold medal match. What are you doing? What the heck? Aren't they? You can't say that. 
Oh, we didn't know that? No, I thought they were... I thought everybody knew. <laughs> Can we stop this? Just use the delay. <laughs> Just, I didn't even want to walk it up to that close to the edge, uh, man. Okay. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I don't either. I don't even I know just, if that's true. I don't even think the Olympics are still happening. happening. I think it's yet. over. The closing ceremonies already happened. Oh. <clears throat> also, Roseanne Barr is back. And she's a uh, Trump fan. Are you aware of that? <laughs> yeah, I thought I she was that. like a socialist or something. She's a Trump fan. <laughs> um, she has vowed that this time will be different. She said, I'm way too old to be fighting. Uh, she's 65 now. And... Uh, they have gotten back together. Everybody involved in the show back in the nineties is in is in this new version of it. Oh, neat! John Goodman, hmm. Roseanne Barr, the kid uh, who's like you know sixty now. <laughs> probably, probably still I mean, living at home. Probably, I, it's just that's amazing. Huh. I, of all the shows, I would want brought back. Roseanne wouldn't even be the top thousand i'm with you <laughs> why are you bringing back roseanne has anybody been clamoring for that um i, I don't <laughs> think so but maybe i don't know maybe and, and i keep reading articles about it so somebody must be excited triple eight nine uh also harvard has chosen a white male as the president of the university and now there's some fun ensuing there because you can't have a white male as president of Harvard. Right, you can't have a white male as president of anything. anything. Nothing. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. New York Times greeted the selection with a news article reporting in its second paragraph that in selecting Lawrence Bacow earlier this month, the search committee had missed an opportunity for Harvard to choose a leader who would reflect the Me Too and Black Lives Matter movements. Well... <laughs> Is that what they need to do? Do they need to reflect the Me Too and Black Lives so it had to be a black woman? Really? Because those movements are going on. Harvard shouldn't look for the best possible candidate, whoever that is. I don't care if they're black or white or purple. They shouldn't look for the best possible candidate. They should find a black woman because that person would represent Me Too and Black Lives Matter. Come on. And so on. And it goes on. I, I, You know, you've got university students already objecting to it. Uh, the Harvard Crimson newspaper described the incoming president as the 28th white male to sit in the, in the president's Massachusetts Hall corner office. They quoted a junior, Sebastian Reyes, as saying, I think the one sort of thing i had in mind for the new president was that it would be a person of color so it was really disheartening well why would you assume it's a person of color you should assume it's going to be the best person for the job whatever color so if that's a white person great if it's a hispanic great if they're a black woman great (laughs) just unbelievable this uh we're just in an unbelievable situation right now, which leads us back to the gun control situation, uh, which, you know, conceivably could be a real problem uh, for our, our republic. 888 Let's go to Sean in Alaska. You're on the blaze. Hi. Hey. Pat. Hey. Um, first off, I want to apologize to you 
because I complained about you. It wasn't your fault, and I apologize. You complained about about me in what way? It was a mistake, something that happened a couple months ago when I called. Oh, really? Yes, and okay. I'm just going. I'm I'm apologizing because it wasn't you. It wasn't your fault. <laughs> all, all right. But here's what I wanted to suggest about this mm-hmm. uh, this gun situation in the schools. I graduated from a high school in Florida. Our campus was an open campus. Mm-hmm. We had a deputy sheriff on the grounds the whole day. That's one way to solve some of his problems. Right. I think when it comes to this, to to people need to be taught the Constitution and the Department of Education needs to hire somewhat, some group like David Barton to write the true history. It should be mandatorily taught in ninth grade, so that way everybody at the age of 15 knows the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. Now it comes to voting. We got rid of the property owners were the only ones allowed to vote. Okay. Well, let's take the ballot, put the test on the ballot. You must know that the bill of rights, you take that test on the ballot. When you vote, you pass it with a minimum of say 75%. You got correct. You're then you vote, do your ballot vote, whoever you vote for. And then the machine takes that ballot takes it in, it will tell you if you pass the test, and then your vote will count. If you cannot pass, the, the no, if you do not know the Bill of Rights, mm-hmm. then you should not be allowed to vote. And that's why it should be taught in ninth grade. So that way, by the time they turn 18, mm-hmm. they'll know the Bill of Rights. Mm-hmm. There won't be no problems. I, You know, <laughs> there's a lot to be said for that. Of course, there, there'd be absolute hysteria over any kind of qualifying test to vote. Um because you're eliminating certain people's rights to vote. And really, you're not. Uh, you're just saying, pass this test, and you can vote. Absolutely. Uh, appreciate the call, Sean. It'd be interesting. Um, there would be an absolute battle over that, obviously. There would be a massive battle over that. You can't even ask people to bring a driver's license to the to the voting booth with them. <laughs> that is out of control. Uh, uh, wait, I can't. Why... Why am I discriminating against blacks because I'm asking them to bring a driver's license? Is it too hard for a black person to get a driver's license? Because every black person I know has one. So why would that be an issue? And you know what? It isn't with black people. They they favor uh, voter ID by about 80%. 80%. But, you know, for the Democrats in office, it's ridiculous to ask anybody who is a minority these i mean that in itself is racist right yes telling minorities they don't have they don't you you guys you're not smart enough or good enough or i don't know if you have time or you've got the ability to get to a place where you can get an id but you i know you can't get an id (laughs) (laughs) that's that's racist (laughs) Ah. 888-900-3393 Gray, the Blaze Radio Network.
888-900-3393. Pack Ray Unleashed. Uh, there's talks that are ongoing right now for the succession of Queen Elizabeth because she's, what, 117 or I something? So. Yep, I think that's where Two, we're at. Mm-hmm. 206. I don't know. She's She's getting up there, and so it's kind of a sensitive issue. The role is not hereditary right now and won't pass automatically to the prince of wales that's interesting huh here's here's what maybe they should consider um, i just let me throw it out there stop with the whole stupid kingdom thing because it it's not really a thing it's not a it's thing. not a thing anymore <laughs> Okay, you don't need to do this anymore. Stop (laughs) pretending you have a king and queen. Everybody knows what's up, man. (laughs) It ain't nothing up. I don't know. You got a parliamentary form of government now. Why do you continue to pretend? uh... Nobody's being fooled here. I don't. If I want to petition the government of England, I'm not going to Queen Elizabeth. No, I know. And I know that and I'm an American. Hmm. Uh, so I'm pretty sure all your subjects know it. They're not your subjects anymore. Pumpkin. <laughs> Puddin. <gasps> did you just call the Queen of England Puddin? Yeah, yeah, I, mean, yeah I did. I, yeah, because she's not. <clears throat> it's not a thing. It's okay? not a thing. She's not actually a queen. Okay, <laughs> they pretend she is. She's not. And they continue to spend a lot of tax money on that whole scam. Uh-huh. But maybe they should consider stopping it. Who cares who succeeds? They don't have any power. Well, we need somebody to go to these uh, 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 ribbon-cutting ceremonies. (laughs) That's true. No, wait now. Hold on. (laughs) Okay. You got to have a ribbon-cutter. You do have to have a ribbon. With the giant scissors in front of the grocery store, you got to have a queen. Yeah. In front of a Kroger. Kroger. You've got to have a king, queen, you know, duke of Earl or whatever they do over there that... Earl of Sandwich. I don't know who's oh, doing yeah. this stuff, he was a hero. but you got to have somebody with a big pair of scissors that cuts the ribbon on an, <laughs> on the opening of a new Kroger. You have to have that. So continue to spend ten billion dollars a year on the stupid royal family. Good for you, England. <laughs> I learned a fun fact about my mm-hmm. grandfather over the weekend that he received when he was stationed in England the one invite for the base that he was stationed on. Somehow he won it to go to her birthday party. Mm-hmm. In 1952, she has been queen yeah, oh, for yeah. oh, 66 yeah. right. years. Right, yeah, she's That's... been there a long time. She's, yeah, she's ni- She's literally, I think, 99, maybe even 100 now. 91, 91. No, she's not. She's only 91? Oh, I mean, she's a spry, just a 91. Age ninety one. That's her. Wow, that's okay. I thought for sure she was ninety nine. Yeah. Huh. All but, right. Well, uh, good. Anyhow, so um, she's got a long time to go there. Yeah. I mean, I mean, she remembers the. Yeah, she the, remembers the colonial every, yeah. days. Back when we just watched a movie based on something they actually did. She and her sister apparently wanted to go out uh, when when uh, on VE Day, mm-hmm. Victory Over Europe Day, mm-hmm. they wanted to go out and celebrate with everybody else. And uh, the king and queen were obviously pretty, pretty hesitant because, you know, it could be dangerous. But it's 1945. So she's 19. So she's 19 years old at the time. It's pretty amazing. Wow. And they let her do it. They, they badger them until they finally let them. But they sent 16 security people with them, I think it was. 16 or 19, it was, it was a ton of people. And watched everything they did. Now, the movie doesn't depict exactly what happened because uh, they make it like, 
uh, they ditched the security guard, and they only sent two of them with them in the movie. But uh, none of that happened. Oh, really? But they did go out, and they did celebrate with the people. I mean, that may have been memorable mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. Europe and the Allies won World War II, but not as memorable as her experience with Barack Obama when she received the gift of his speeches to listen to Remember that? IPod. Oh, that must have been one of the highlights of her life oh, when she got the gosh. entire catalog <laughs> of Barack Obama's speeches. Not just the greatest hits. I think it was the entire catalog. How excited would you be? Let me like Christmas morn, opening up that package. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Wasn't it like a, uh, a DVD player with a plug that would plug into a wall in America, yes. but not Britain? It yes. had like his speech, like the yeah. video. I, I don't know. But what did he do at the dinner with, uh, with the queen that was out of protocol? I don't know. What was it? Like when she was speaking, he stood up or something. I don't know what it I was. Don't, but I don't know. He's just so, so yes, Trump is rough around the edges. But he is no more of an embarrassment overseas than the last president <laughs> no, was. I, I'll tell you that. I, and nobody was, in, you know, nobody on the left, and nobody internationally was embarrassed by that. I thought it was super embarrassing. Mm-hmm. I, how can you possibly be that clueless to where you think yeah, this is a good present? She is going to love hearing about me. She's going to love hearing me from me. Ah, it's going to be great for her. What a treat that she gets to hear my greatest speeches. That man. Oh, good golly. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three, And they say Trump is an egomaniac. And they're right. But uh, so was Barack Obama. At least as egomaniacal. Maybe even more. He just didn't, you know, he wasn't honest about it like Trump is. Uh, Rick in Florida, you're on the blaze. Hi. Afternoon, gentlemen. Hey. Uh, I wanted to respond to that earlier caller, the lady that was fine with people going into the armed services at 18, but not buying a weapon until they were 21. Right. Uh, My daughter was raised around guns. When she turned 18, graduated high school and was going to college, we bought her her own handgun for self-protection. Being that young women are the largest demographic buying guns today, what that woman is suggesting is that young women shouldn't have the ability to protect themselves. Um, well, yeah, that, well, I guess that would be true if it, if it gets raised to 21, right? And right. And, yeah. Yeah. She, that would be she true. was living off campus and she wanted to have self-protection. So we yeah. gave her the means of self-protection because it's hard to carry a cop. uh yeah i suppose that's probably true you know especially i've some of the cops i've seen around here um you probably have a tough time (laughs) you never have any what do you mean when do you you see Hmm? cops uh probably three or four times a week when they pull me over because i'm speeding really you you have a lead foot (laughs) you've been trying to get somehow get this out all day what 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 was the? I'm innocent. The I don't know what you're thing? talking about. It's, what was uh, the, oh oh, it was the um, <laughs> uh, Judge J- Justice uh, Janine Pirro thing. She was going 90, 95 miles an hour. Nope. No. Nope. She wasn't going ninety five. A little higher. Oh, she was going one hundred and nineteen. Oh no! Is that fast? In a sixty five mile an hour zone. I wow! S- not even one hundred and nineteen. Not even double. <laughs> no, it wasn't That's double, wrong. was it? That's right. 130 would be double. 
Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. I would. So she paid her ticket, mm. right? She, she's three hundred dollars plus fees. That's a deal. Yeah, that for oh in Texas, I bet you that'd be a thousand dollar fine. Oh, you would be or more in prison. Yep. Um. So, what's wow. your record speed there, Mister? I never go over a hundred. Never. <laughs> well, okay, I can't say never. I've done it, but I don't like to do it. I'm I, I get a little antsy when I'm going that fast. Oh, uh, really? Stu and I raced home one time. <laughs> <laughs> he and his new car and me and mine. And uh we hit the expressway at about 110 or 115. And I was uh, not feeling that. This is a Ford Escort you were in? Ford uh, Escort. I was in a it was a Ford Escort. And he was in an old and he um, was in an old yo, uh, like um uh, a focus. He was in a Ford Focus. It wasn't Focus. a Yugo? We, no. I thought he had the Yugo. I think it was a Focus, and I, I had the Escort. And uh, <laughs> we got him up to their maximum speeds. Wow, were the side panels shaking or uh, yeah. everything good? Yeah, no. <laughs> it somehow worked out. Okay. And, but I uh, I was scared, frankly, because I'm a wuss cake when it comes to speeding like Aww. that. I usually like to keep my speed so around on 80, 85. <laughs> sure, yeah. Somewhere in there. Yeah, well, don't we you know? know. But hold on a second. Mm -hmm. You're telling me you may or may not have. This is a hypothetical. Mm -hmm. Remember, Mm -hmm. it didn't Mm -hmm. happen. Mm -hmm. Uh, Gone 110 miles per hour. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, If my wife is listening. No, I just made that up. That didn't happen. Right. Right. We're talking metrics there, Jackie. Okay. If the police Um, are listening, then I mean, this is just all Uh, radio theater. This is a theater of the mind, right? Theater of the mind. Okay. So, um, and the cops were nowhere in sight for this little uh, race down uh, Strangely, the hypothetical road? It's the one time I've ever gotten away with it. That's what I don't understand. So your front tire could be within a millimeter of the paint of a crosswalk, and mm-hmm. you're going to be pulled over and given a ticket? Yes, yes. But you can go 110, yeah. and no one sneezes and get, at you? And not get caught. Well, and please, I haven't... I I have been very conscientious about my speed over the last couple of years because it's cost me dearly, frankly, oh. in insurance rates. Oh. I mean, I, I wouldn't even tell you. It's ridiculous. Oh, it's no. unreal. Sure. And so I am really conscientious about it now, and I keep a close eye on it now, and I really pay attention to it. And uh, But I see people speed past me at 90 all the time, and they never get caught, and it pisses me right? off. Right? Like, Why do I get caught every time? Thank you. 888 <laughs> So anyway, uh, Judge Janine, uh, who she's got her own show on Fox, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Is it a nightly thing weekends, or is it on the weekends? Yeah, so I think it's a weekend thing. 54 miles an hour over the speed limit. <laughs> that would be a fortune here. How did she get off for 300? Well, yeah, somehow they work a deal where they lower the number of what you're actually doing so that you can get some defer, I deferred don't adjudication. It's such a fun little plan that yeah. uh, you don't ever get to take advantage of because, well, actually, I've, turned, I've, taken, I've taken advantage of deferred adjudication multiple times. Wait, how long do they let you, how many times will they let you I, do that scam? Almost indefinitely, I think. As long as you don't do it again within six months. Because if you do it again within six months, you blow it. But you do it again within six weeks. Sometimes. But maybe I haven't done the deferred adjudication on that particular one. Maybe deferred adjudication came around the 12th one. And I started thinking, oh, okay, well, I better do deferred adjudication oh, here. Hold on a second. Real, mm-hmm. real quick question. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you got any kind of uh, I think it's violation? been. I think it's been two years. Okay, so two years. All mm-hmm. right. So that takes us back to the middle of 2016. You moved here in January 2012. Between mm-hmm. January 2012 and middle of 2016, I'm sorry, early 2016, how many, how many times? 15 tickets. Oh, boy. 15. So... Insurance. <laughs> so insurance. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Enough said on insurance. 
Uh, all right, triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three with your thoughts on any of this stuff, and of course we still have uh, our republic at stake. If you want to talk about that, uh, we'll get to that in a second. First, let me tell you about Riduzone because this is an awesome way uh, to help you with your weight loss program. Diet and exercise, obviously, is the way to go. I'm not that big into the exercise, but I've definitely uh, adjusted my diet, and that's just the basic formula for weight loss. But if you want an extra boost in your plan to get healthier and feel better, there's a great supplement that could really help you. It's called Riduzone. It's a safe, natural, FDA-acknowledged new dietary supplement that just supports a healthy weight. And it can be part of your concerted effort to uh, get rid of fat and uh, and any kind of metabolic, metabolic perhaps, maybe I should call it metabolic uh, disorders. So if your metabolism is running slow... This helps speed it up. It was launched by a company who has taken the good stuff in olive oil and they created a patented product with it containing OEA that's been shown to boost metabolism and reduce appetite while you also burn fat. So with proper nutrition and exercise, Riduzone can help you lose weight. And maybe even more importantly, it helps you keep the weight off because that's really the hard part. A, a lot of you, you might have heard um, Sarah, who hosts the show uh, The News and Why It Matters. She recently lost over 100 pounds. You'd never guess that to look at her now because she looks amazing. Um, but she struggles with cravings like everybody does. And now that she's taking Riduzone, she said it's a lot easier to control her appetite. And she's not thinking about food all day. If you want to learn more or if you just want to order it, if you've heard enough and you're ready to go... Go to riduzone.com, enter the promo code PAT, get 30% off a three-month supply. 30% off. That's R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com, riduzone.com. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Radio Network. And thank you for being here as well. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh we were talking a few minutes ago about royalty and why they're doing it anymore, and it kind of led to uh the faux pas with Barack Obama when he was over there. And they're doing a huge state dinner. In fact, we found the video from it. <laughs> Take a look at this. This is embarrassing. Ladies and gentlemen, please stand with me and raise your glasses as I propose a toast. Glasses. As I propose a toast. To Her Majesty the Queen. To the vitality of the special relationship <laughs> between our peoples. To the Queen. Wait. And in the words of Shakespeare. Is this? To this um, blessed plot, mm-hmm. this earth, this realm, mm-hmm. this England. To the Queen. <laughs> uh, oh, okay. So. I put this down now, and uh, all right. So, so, so I did, what happened was yeah. to the queen was probably the cue to start the music. Yep. 
and they started the music. Then he's supposed to shut up. But he's Barack Obama. But so he's you Barack don't tell Obama. him that. He doesn't take cues. Right. So he just keeps going. He just keeps babbling. And then he tries to toast her. And you're supposed to, it's their national anthem. Mm-hmm. Put the thing down yep. and be respectful of the anthem. And she tells him, put that down. Or something yeah, to yeah, that effect. Yeah, he raised the right? glass, and everybody in that room is just standing there, standing there, you know, just like showing respect to the national anthem. As playing. we would if it was the Star Spangled Banner. And she looks over right? at him and says something to the effect of, "Sit that down," something like that. <laughs> like, and then he just sheepishly. I bet it he down. was pissed. Oh yeah. Oh man, <laughs> he had to be upset about that. Yep. And it's his bungling problem. He just screwed it up. You don't give him the cue and then keep talking. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Ian in New York, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, hey guys. I was just hey. uh, thinking of Clive and Bundy, whose cattle were grazed, and then how all the ex warriors and contractors came out, men like Chris Kyle, and without the guns that they stood up. And this man was exonerated. The Bundys. The yeah. Obama went in, weaponized not only the IRS, the NSA, the FBI, as we're all learning about, finding out. He went after with the BLM. They shot the guy in the back in Oregon. They went after gold miners in California. But Clive and Bundy, that's a tyrannical government. And Thomas Jefferson said, when, when the government fears the people, there's freedom and liberty. And when the people fear the government, there's tyranny. And then you get people like Nancy Pelosi telling you, you'll find out what's in the bill after we pass it. Oh, yeah, and by the way, we're exempt from that. That's acting like uh, Mary Antoinette, the old queen. And uh, mm-hmm. we don't need people like that in America. You don't need things like that happening in America. But that is the fundamental problem. That, And our forefathers understood that a man that came of age, when a boy became a man, you were required to have a military edition rifle. The bullets, if you couldn't get them, you, you couldn't afford it. The government would when the British came back in 1812. They understood that the British will be coming back and that every man, when he becomes of age, has to have a military edition. You can't come up to speed overnight. You have to learn how to be proficient. And that's why if you could afford the bullets for that gun, you could learn and train and go hunt rabbit with it until the British come back. And then you'd be more proficient at using it and killing one of those red coats. And that's, but now it is the, the, the Second Amendment protects every other amendment. Because otherwise you'll have a government mm-hmm. that tells you here's a free speech zone. You got to be in this box and you're safe from people. And this is the type of stuff that's and we're becoming like Europe, these liberal progressives. And that's the next step. Take away people's rights to defend themselves. A 13-year-old Olympic shooter saved her own life. I do believe in Texas. She was 13 years old and she shot two illegal aliens dead and saved her own life. And if this government thinks 21 you should be learning or, or 18, that 13-year-old wouldn't have won an Olympic gold and she wouldn't have been able to save her own life. It's true. Thank you, Ian. Appreciate it. You know, and as, as we've been talking and joking about the British royalty, it's interesting that really that's the reason for the Second Amendment. We had an opp- oppressive British royalty uh, that, was t- that had taken away our rights and our founding fathers grew tired of it and it wasn't just the taxation without representation they had a long list uh of grievances that they sent to the king and over and over and over again the king ignored uh their plea and that's when they finally took up arms against their government and that's when they finally threw them off the continent uh so 
that's why the Second Amendment is there. Because if the government ever gets oppressive like it was in the beginning, you can do something about it. Hopefully, it'll never get to that point. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh Justin in New York, you're on the blaze. Hey. Hey. Thanks for taking my call. Sure. Um you know, I wanted to respond to that lady that, that called about the military mm-hmm. too. I, I I generally don't call radio shows, but that really incensed me because and and to some degree the age of maturity is an arbitrary line drawn in the sand. You know, we know some young people who are very mature and we know some old people that are very immature. Yep. But as a matter of public policy we set an age of majority that is supposed to be the age when you, or should be the age when you're allowed to exercise the full breadth of your constitutional rights, whether it be to make medical decisions, enlist in the military without your parents' permission, own guns, drink alcohol, or, or vote. Mm-hmm. You know, and now the whole thing is getting turned upside down. Now they're saying they want 16-year-olds to be able to vote, but they can't buy a gun till they're 21, but they can make medical decisions when they're 12, but they can't drink alcohol till they're 20. It's, you know, it is, it turns the whole world upside down because it's not like, you know, when you're allowed to make those decisions, you know, it's just totally upside down. That's uh, that's, that's what progressive ideology does for you. turns everything upside down. And, and yeah, uh, thanks for the call, Justin. It, it, it results in 12 year olds being able to get an abortion without even notifying their parents. It does things like uh, deny them gun rights when they can sign up for the for the military. I mean, all, a plethora of things that just don't make sense result from these stupid policies. And sadly, we've been listening to these guys for 100 years now. Mike in North Carolina, you're on the blaze. Hi. Mike, you there? Yeah, can you hear me? Yep, gotcha. Okay, okay. <laughs> I got a lot to say. Justin was right on point. Um, I'm going to add to it. If you... Um can't drink at 18, you can't own a gun at 18 anymore, then you should not be able to decide the leader of our military at 18 either. You know? Yeah. I mean, so, you know what? I'll trade that. Fine. And um, on to the British thing. Um, It turns out I went to look it up. There's a lot of powers they actually have. They can choose parliament. They can declare war. And I think, and if I'm wrong, I'm sorry, I think they actually legally own the land of Britain. They like the land under their feet. So, Jeez. I mean, really? I think so. Yes, sir. I think so. Um, I, now, if I'm wrong, I'm sorry. But I don't know. I, I don't know if you're wrong, frankly. I don't know that much about the power I they still have. I think that's they kowtow to them. Yeah. All right. Uh, thanks, Mike. We're going to look into that, though. <laughs> Wait a minute. We're going to revisit this tomorrow. There's no way that the royal family could declare war. I, Is there? I die. Why? If that's true, that's outrageous. And I bet it hasn't happened since the 1700s, if it's true. We'll we'll, we'll look into it, though. Okay. Uh, More on that coming up tomorrow. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.